I'm worked up, man. I'm activated. I had some caffeine today. Okay. I'm super excited to be recording with you, Jake. Uh, I, I'm honestly, it's a, it, like we didn't talk for a while because we, yeah. both, we both had got novel we're really angry with each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I haven't caught up with you. And also the listeners haven't caught up with you or me. They don't know what's going on in our lives. You and I yeah. both contracted novel coronavirus. We both work. You've been tr- tr- on tour, but then you came back. You were in Europe, right? And you had to come back from your European tour. Yeah. yeah. Let's catch up the list on that right now. Uh, might as well start with, or I can wait till after we inter- get into the show. I don't know. No, no, no. Just give it. I, I, I'll put okay, you on so the clock and you get 10 seconds to just <laughs> explain your life. And then we can get on with ranking these things. Okay. That's, so when we last left the listener, you got it was five a cliffhanger seconds episode. I was going off to Europe. Uh, and we weren't, and we we're gonna have to take a break for a couple months. Now we're back. While I was in Europe, the day I landed in Europe, I tested positive for COVID. I was on tour. I was working, but I was able to quarantine in my hotel room until I didn't have COVID, COVID anymore. This is in Berlin, and then I started working again once I tested negative uh, on tour. Two weeks after that, I was still having bad symptoms, including like shortness of breath. And I was at a festival in in Belgium, like in a heat wave, and- right? Yeah, it was fucking terrible. I mean, this is I'm this is a real condensed version of the story because there's a lot yeah. of other shit going on. Oh yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, I'm not going to ask you like what kind of outfit you had on. Uh, it was. I told uh, you I'm not going to ask you. I'm not okay. going <laughs> to. So um, I, I went to the to the uh, medical tent there at this festival because I was like, might as well, you know, um, get my vitals taken and you know see what's up. Maybe they'll put me on a. Um, you gotta eat some eye towels. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Something. Maybe they'll put me on IV or whatever. Yeah. Um, they ended up giving me an electrocardiogram uh, at the fucking festival. Then they right away they they put me in an ambulance on the way to the hospital. What sound the ambulance siren makes there? I can't remember if it was going off or not. I was freaking out during that ambulance ride because they had told me as I was leaving that a I was having a heart attack and b I was on my way to get surgery. Um, that wasn't quite accurate. I think it was maybe a little bit of a loss in translation thing. The surgery was more of a procedure. I got an angiogram where they stick a fucking camera up your uh up your artery. Oh God, it's insane. They put a camera into your heart. Did you get to um, watch the video feed or they just showed you? I did, read? but I was, I was kind of like not watching it. I kind of had like uh-huh. my, my hands over my eyes, like was peeking out with one eye, kind of like the kid in uh, <laughs> yeah. the Madonna video. <laughs> Wait, kind of uh, like what video? The kid in the Madonna video. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the, heart, I, I think you know, it did it make you mad that that kid's not Leo D? I wanted Leo, that kid to be, I saw that. I'm like, oh yeah, that kid's probably Leo DiCaprio. Didn't he do stuff like that? It seems like it would be Leonardo DiCaprio. He'd be about the age to be that kid. You and I got yeah, an argument. Not every kid at that age at that time is Leo DiCaprio. We couldn't get, you and I once got an argument Let about that. Let me finish that. my story. What's that? Can I finish? Can I finish? Wait, does this involve you being happy and feeling, <laughs> feeling a sense of completion? So here's so, what happened. I wasn't having surgery. I wasn't having a heart attack even. I was... It was a complication from COVID. It's uh-huh. fucking perimyocarditis. It's inflammation of the heart that oh, is God. a result of the virus. Oh, man. Um, I'm lucky I went to the, the medical tent because um, if it had gone unchecked, I could have died. But um, it should go away with no permanent damage. I just had to take it. I had to come home from tour. I couldn't stay on tour. And I've had to take it extremely easy. I could walk around, but no like walking up hills and whatnot. Okay, and that's okay. just, to, just to make sure it doesn't recur because if it does, it's a bad thing. If you got COVID, uh, watch out for your heart because... Uh, apparently, it is now like ten to twenty percent of males that have COVID are finding they have heart issues resulting from. I, I, ca- I contracted COVID during the same time, but I don't, as far as I know, have any stuff like that. But I might be in the, the eighty to ninety percent that don't have such symptoms, right? Well, so, yeah, and keep an eye out for it because I didn't even, I, I didn't even, it didn't really even come up until a couple weeks later, a few few weeks now, later. Now so. I got a real question for you. I got a real question. Okay, for you. Leo D. Are there subjects like because we're about to record this podcast? Are there subjects that I should avoid because they will cause you unnecessary stress or strain? No, or I think like I'm things- pretty good. Now, uh, for the last six weeks or so, my inflammation levels have been um, okay. I still shouldn't uh, do any strenuous activity, but um, unless it's too strenuous, these takes you might have. 
Yeah. Um, they should be fine. So yeah, maybe your most, uh, your craziest takes. Maybe we'll see. I'll let you know. If but I'm, this other maybe thing I, is, Jake, that what you just said is like the in-story version of what happened. Oh yeah. But in reality, we've been going through some really tough contract negotiations to stay on this show. Like there have right, been yeah. a lot of behind the scenes where we didn't like what we were getting paid. We didn't like like that we can't. Uh, use the names of Phil and Jake outside of the, the podcast, you know? So, <laughs> yeah, so it's like the yeah. podcast, the people who like we sold, we had to sell our podcast. That's the other thing. And so yeah. now we're employees of that, of that podcast and we're just kind of doing work for pay now. So we get Jake and I get health insurance from this, but we, we don't get. You know, like it's it's a weird relationship we have with the parent company now. So well, we get we get health insurance, but we have to give it back right away. It's a weird contractual yeah, thing where yeah. we, they give it to us, but then we have to relinquish it. Um, they pay us, but it's still in pod bucks. So yeah, and we pay we got, them. Yeah, so. we have to pay them more pod bucks to be able to be on our podcast, and we have to pay them for the uh, rights to use our own names. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, totally. Uh, so yeah. it's a, it's like a complicated they, 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 licensing We end up owing them. Yeah, exactly. So we're actually working for a subsidiary of ourselves, an elaborate scheme to avoid taxes and to defraud ourselves. So exactly. just, that's what's going on. Uh, that's like I'm just pulling the curtain back so they can tell the reality. There's a whole story. We got COVID, and uh, but that's the yeah, yeah, the real story is. Every, there's always COVID a, is, it's an ugly course, business story, but you know I'm just being honest. So I'm ready to start? start the show if you are. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Okay. Hello and welcome to Every Damn Thing. That's a podcast where we rank everything. I'm Phil. And I'm Jake, and we're here to guide you through the list of everything. Each episode, we take items and tell you where they rank on the list of everything. The list can be viewed by going to everydamthing.net. You can find a link to that in the show notes. So, uh, Phil, we've known each other for a really long time. Uh, once, while chilling on a dirt road. If I recall correctly, we were in our big, black, jacked-up Chevy truck. Dude, come on. It was a Ford F-150. Anyway... We were just sipping on beers, listening to our country rock hip-hop mixtape, when a girl in a bikini top and cut-off jeans hopped in our cab and replaced our mixtape with one of her own. But instead of songs, it was an auto-tuned, drawly voice reciting a ranked list of everything. We memorized the list, of course, but then the Lords of Death showed up wielding a butterfly knife. What? And an expandable tactical baton. Where'd you get that? They used the knife to distract us before knocking us out with the baton. When we woke up, the Lords of Death were gone and they'd taken with them our F-150, our country rock hip-hop mixtape. The girl and her mixtape of the list of everything also getting knocked out made us forget the contents of the list. So we can now only access the list little bits at a time through a scientific process called shooting the shit. That's how, with the help of our friends and listeners, we reassemble the list of every damn thing. The list is now at 300 items, with Dolly Parton at the top and Transphobia at the bottom. Dancing Queen and Gary Busey are in the exact middle of the list. It's a pretty top-heavy list because, you know, Dancing Queen is an alright song and Gary Busey. Now, to be clear, we're talking about Dancing Queen, not like the queen got coronated and she's at a dance, the concept of a queen that's dancing. No. We mean the song by ABBA. And when we say Gary Busey, we're not talking about Gary Busey, who's just a guy who works really hard. No. Yeah, and when we say Dancing Queen... To further clarify, we're not talking about a guy named Dan who sings Queen songs. Oh, no, that, that exactly. Sometimes it can be unclear when I say it. You know, when I look at it written out on the list, it looks a lot different. That's why you got to go to uh, what's the name of the everydamthing.net and yeah. look at the uh, <laughs> what's the name of that? <laughs> yeah, and you can look at the look at the list and see. Oh yeah, he's talking about Dan- Dancing Queen is in quotation marks, right? Yeah, yeah. Just so you yeah, know. it is. Like because it's a to, word. You're supposed to do that with it. Um, oh man, I don't know song, how I to. Think. Don't tell me about how to cite annotations. Anyways, yeah. As uh, Phil said, go to everydamthing.net. You can see the list there yeah. and the show notes there. Yeah. Which there's going to be a lot of relevant show notes, I think, in this episode. Oh, you think so? You, links, links. I think. Are, you, be some it sounds links. like you're making a promise. I, I promise. Yeah, okay. I promise that Phil's going to look up all these links <laughs> uh, and and send them to me so I can okay, put them in the show okay. notes. Anyway, okay. so today so we don't have a guest. Today is just you and me, no. and that these are the days when I can be at my most abusive, my most hectoring, my pushiest. Hopefully, trying to inflame your heart 
Yeah. But not with love, but like with uh, myocarditis. Am I saying this right? Carditis. Carditis, Peri- yeah. Perimyocarditis. I'm not trying to do that to you. Peri- I'm trying to stay mild, and I'm trying to play nice and agree with you. Okay. I was thinking about the, 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 the format of our show. I said, the point of our show, if I understand it correctly, it's about a hero. Okay. But there's a twist to it here. You might be surprised as to who I say the hero is. The I hero know, of the show is a guy uh, who... His friend arranges the show, and it's like a, it's like it's like Saw, where you are the madman right. who is who has captured me, and you imprisoned me in this elaborate contraption of things I have to do and hoops I have to jump through in order to survive. So people are like, "I hope Phil will survive this. I hope he can defeat Jake. I hope Jake is brought to justice." Well, speaking of a story where there's a guy who thinks he's the hero of the story, oh, but he yeah. really isn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's get to our first topic, uh, which was submitted by Jesse H., a mm-hmm. uh, friend of the show. I was going to say friend and, of the show, and you beat me to it. Uh, that, that's a film, uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, BT and LC is a John Carpenter <laughs> film, I want to say from 1987, 88? 86. Okay. And it wasn't a big hit when it came out, as I recall. It was a bit of a disappointment, no. but it had a long life on cable, probably HBO. I feel like that's where I saw it. Uh, not, yeah, I don't I mean to I brag. S- I had I didn't yeah. have HBO as a kid, but I had access to HBO as a kid sometimes, yeah. right? Somebody You knew somebody who had a box office in their home. And a VCR. Or and you, but you didn't have a home box office yourself. No, I did not have a home box office. Uh, so it's a, uh, who's the star? Kurt Russell, right? It starts Kurt Russell as Jack Burton, Kim huh? Cattrall as Gracie Law, Dennis Dunn as Wang Chi, mm-hmm. uh, Victor Wong is in it, uh, James Hong, who was recently in... Um, uh, everything everywhere all the time oh yeah yeah uh, in in that movie he plays an old man in this movie he plays he's a young man playing an old man and a young man in this movie he's an, in or, or in the other movie he's an old man playing an old man um yeah and also uh not- notably al leong is in it i was just gonna Wing say Hong hatchet man i was gonna say al leong is is great in it and i i watched i watched this movie with my kid and i got to say like this yeah. guy's al leong you're gonna see this if you because he, eventually he's gonna see all the canonical action movies yeah. right and this yeah. is probably he saw die hard and he's seen this so he's like you yeah. remember this guy's the listeners face. don't know al leong is the guy is the asian dude with um with sort of a, a, a sort of a he's balding on top so, but he's got hair on the sides. He's 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 a thug or 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 some something like that. In your it's lethal weapons and your every action movie in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, and nineties um, too. In this movie, it's rather, yeah. the, the very first shot of him is seen. Jack Burton looks in the rearview mirror. He's in an alleyway in, the, in his in his pickup or his uh, semi truck, and he looks in the rearview mirror and sees Al Young walking like wielding a fucking uh, uh, butcher's knife. Yeah, uh, walking towards him. It's great. Yeah, like, like yes. Al Young's he pops so hard. When you see him, you know, like yeah. every time this, this is a guy who like, he jumps off the screen and he's just a brilliant henchman. And he's, he, yeah. you, you see him in a lot of these kind of movies, you know, he, and he's, he was omnipresent in this time and you still see him around from time to time, but like the, the equivalent of him today, it would be, although this, this guy's gone on to, to do more stuff and like have bigger roles, I guess is, um, yeah, Danny Trejo, Danny yeah. Trejo. Yeah. yeah Danny this Trejo is kind, of like an, is kind of like a nineties, early two thousands, uh, uh, Leon. Yeah. But it's cool that you could make a career. I, I like the idea of that, of like Hollywood is this place where you can make a career as like a you know you're a horse wrangler or you're a you know you're like a prop maker a stunt or coordinator a, a or something because yeah. i think al young was the stunt coordinator maybe got he was somebody who had another job in the movie industry and and would go back and forth you knew who's yeah. another person who did this um speaking of everything everywhere all the time not to uh-huh. sidetrack too much but I, I can't think of his the actor's name right now but the guy that was the main um the husband and everything everywhere all the time have you seen this movie no i haven't seen the movie and oh, you should watch and it it's seems good. like you don't know what the guy's name is either so well but this is important um uh-huh. It's the person who plays Short Round in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Oh, wow. You're talking about, he's also, you're talking about he's uh, also uh, Quan. Quan. Data in the Goonies, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. How and come he's, that guy never – like I feel like that guy should be – you know they're making Indiana since, Jones sequels? Since he was – like if you if you look at his IMDb, most of his credits are as a stunt coordinator. Like as like he's been oh, working he's, the whole time in Hollywood but but not – 
not necessarily in acting roles. And not he's still before a he actor, was a, you know? not before he was a child actor. I hope when he was a kid, he wasn't doing that stuff. No, no, not... since then. But he's but but he's somebody. He's one of those people who like you know found a way to continue making money, mm-hmm. not always in front of the camera in Hollywood, but sometimes. And now like he's in now he's like acting in one of the biggest movies of the it summer. It seems like you that's know, a guy though year. who. Okay, the, I, I don't want to get too sidetracked because we're trying to talk about Big Trouble okay. in Little China, but I haven't talked yeah. to you in a while. But it seems to me like, uh, and I'm sure I'm not the first person to think this up, like they're trying to make Indiana Jones sequels. So they're like, oh, are right. we going to put, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Shia LaBeouf. Am I saying his yeah. name? Yeah. We're going to have him be Close the up. son that you, well, you already have a kid that has a relationship with Indiana Jones in one of the movies. Now, yeah. I don't like Temple of the Doom. It's like, in a lot of ways, it's the, good, the, but the, it's not as good as the others. I don't know, yeah. man. I, I, I'm like, I'm like, it's a miss. It's a miss. It's got like, Indiana Jones in it, man. I guess, man. But like, I'm saying, you already have a kid who has a relationship with them, who's yeah. like an adult yeah, who yeah. could play, like, have that guy grown up. And if you want to make the movies continue, have this guy have an adventure. Yeah. Like, you don't need to have him actually have the son. You can have an adopted son. I feel like that they don't need to move it into the future. Like, I, I think they should just make him to a particular place in time. But that's neither here nor there. Well, um, they'd have to recast him then. Yeah, which they are doing, we're, But we're getting... You know, what should have been a big franchise was Big Trouble in Little China. So let's talk about it. So it okay. was originally conceived as a Western by John Carpenter. Well, yeah. And I forget who the... the no, the John Carpenter is. didn't didn't originally conceive it. Um, There oh. was a script where it was originally take place... In Chinatown, San Francisco. So yeah. it, I don't know if you'd call it a Western necessarily, but it took a place t- during the you know yeah. 1800s. Um, and it's about the formation of Chinatown in San Francisco. So you could call it a Western, I think. It's about like a truck driver, Jack Burton. He comes into town. He goes and sees his old friend. Who's he's going delivering to, meat. Yeah, delivering meat. So he's basically doing a cattle drive. He's basically you can you can picture it as a, he's on a stagecoach. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it's it's a cowboy type situation. But anyway, he comes into San Francisco. His he stays up all night gambling with his friend. Then they go. Uh, his friend is going to meet his bride, who is coming to him to, to coming to see him from, from China, China. Yeah, at the airport. Yeah. Then and the friend ends up owing him owing Jack Burton money because of the gambling they had yeah. just done. And the, that's the thing. The the the, the, the bride is kidnapped uh, from the airport by this gang called the Lords of Death. Right, yeah. and then he gets mixed up in all kinds of intrigues, and there's uh, there are demons. There's a guy with light coming out of his mouth, and yeah. it's it's a really good movie, and it's really ahead of its time in a lot of ways because yes, there's some stereotypical depictions of of the Asian characters. Yes, I agree. Yeah, with Yeah, but this. still, it doesn't age poorly the way a not, lot of things yeah, that not time like a lot does. of this stuff does because they're human no. beings. They like the, they, yeah, they're exactly. Actual, they're actual characters. They have actual motivations. They're actual people. Uh, not only that, but the few, the very few non-Asian people in it are more ridiculous. Uh, oh. Than almost all the Asian people. Yeah, like Jack Burton was maybe is, exception, maybe the bad guys. Jack Burton is because you're watching the movie and Kurt Russell is the star. You're 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 thinking of it like, oh, this is a movie. You know, it's like a movie where The Rock is the star or something like that. But that's right. not when you. But when, the way the 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 story works, he's the comic relief character. He's the yeah. um. He's more of a sidekick. He's a sidekick character yeah. of the real hero of the story, right? Who's Wang? Yeah, yeah, and but, I guess that just has to do with like you know how hollywood works and there, there's all kind of stuff going yeah. on with that but like that yeah they were it was it was intended for them to like upend the white savior myth i mean sure. that's what that's the old uh, whole idea i think in the original script and when when he decided to do the script and change it into contemporary day it, it was always intended that this main character who's this white dude is more of a sidekick um in terms of how he behaves and what he does like but, but he's like, less interesting than the than the guy who's the who you would expect to be the sidekick he's you know pretty bumbling like yeah he's cowardly just, uh, yeah, he's he's not totally not cowardly. Character. He does he, yeah, yeah. He, he 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 puts on a big bluff. He's like he's not hyper competent, but he has a lot of yeah. charisma and he has something about yeah. him. Like because he's kind of doing a John Wayne imitation the whole time. He is totally, and it's kind of you know you've seen Kurt Russell do this same character like elsewhere, but maybe not ever better than mm, here. I think this is where he really started to develop it. Like this is even I think before 
Overboard. Oh, yeah. Um, and he's kind of the same character in Overboard as well. I mean, you see, I mean, is Kurt Russell in a way where when you watch Escape from New York, you, you're watching a Snake Plissken. You, it's, yeah, you, you yeah. don't think he's, of he's not exactly Kurt Russell. It's a different, you know, yeah, yeah. it's a different guy. He's, he's he's very different in in the thing, for example, as well, and and in other movies like God, when, uh, my favorite scene of this, really I gotta different. say, and the scene that always I remember it is when he's on the phone talking to his insurance company yeah. in Sacramento, and he's yeah. he's explaining what had just happened in the movie, and I always I just love the way he talks in that, and and it just for some reason that's always my favorite scene is that scene when he's in their kitchen and he's like describing the events that have just taken place, right? Because I I would I watch a whole movie of just him explaining things uh, as you know in uh, as, uh, it, as it, during the same conversation while he's on the phone also the chinese people in this in the story are explaining to him what's happening yeah and he's just confused you know um uh, well he's, he's the like, audience proxy maybe right well it kind of well, but and, also, and it's also oh, like he's not he, just an audience they're, proxy. they're exoticizing they're like um yeah. like you know i've been to chinatown in san francisco i i feel yeah. like it's on our list actually it's pretty high <laughs> yeah. on our list you know yeah. when you go there I hope you don't think that like, you know, a lot of people in this country, they, they like, or outside of this country, they see a movie like this and they think, well, Chinatown is full of warring gangs of people who are attacking each other with Uzis and, uh, and hatchets. You know, yeah. and uh, they all know and magic. Once you, and of once course. you pull down the alley, it looks like a studio set, like a, <laughs> yeah, exactly. a soundstage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, they, that, that's the thing is like it's crazy that they can't just film in a place where a movie is set. Like I they, understand they it's did, not like it's set on the they, surface they, of Mars. Like, they why? shot there some, but not much. And is and it like, that much more expensive? Certain, well, the thing is, try to fucking drive a semi truck down even the main streets mm, in Chinatown, point. much less an alleyway. And you got to film at night. Yeah, they, I mean, it's their setting of Chinatown is rad. Not at, not like Chinatown at all. Maybe more like Chinatown in L.A. Um, but it's like it kind of reminds me of the Sam Raimi uh, New York, which is like a fantasy version yeah. of New York. Yeah, totally. It's it's like a fairy tale or like a, a yeah. watching a fable or something. Yeah. So yeah. movie has so to Jack, Jack Burton like a big portion of his lines, maybe most of his lines are him asking what's going on, like asking questions, just being confused. What's going yeah. on? What's that thing? Can you explain this to me? Who are these people? Like what? Where'd you get that? What does that mean? China is here. Yeah. Uh, like he's just befuddled the whole time, but he puts on a big show. Like he's not. Or he tries to you know present himself like he's not and he, he thinks of himself as the the, the main character like yeah, there's a cb in it the movie starts opens and closes with him talking on his cb radio in his in his truck in both cases it's sort of a monologue him just talking about himself presenting himself with this sort of big air of grandeur referring to himself in the third person um so you can tell he already thinks of himself as like the main character in like an epic adventure and he loves to hear himself talk and i imagine that he spends a lot of a lot of time like on this cb talking with nobody responding just and thinking up one-liners to say when he's driving alone like son of a bitch must pay i got or, I, I got a question for you though because okay. i was thinking about at, at the original conception of the story which was set in the old west and of course there wouldn't have been a cb radio so would he have just right. been an internal monologue or was he like praying or what is it like what what would those have been if i it, could see it being an internal monologue or him like talking I, to somebody on the on the road i think he was not i don't think he was a cattle driver i think he was like meant to be a meat delivery person then as well oh okay okay so maybe he was coming from out, out in the central valley into into san francisco the way he is in the movie he's from yeah. visalia like uh his his truck says visalia on the side of it oh so he's yeah, not yeah. from far you know he's from Who central knows? Valley. they might have changed that or just that might have been something they added yeah. later on i just was thinking about yeah. like because as i was watching i'm watching it with my kid and i was saying hey you know this just before you start watching this Think about how you would translate this into a Western because 
That's oh, yeah. how, that was okay. the original idea. So he would have been on a horse or a stagecoach or, you know, like, how, how would this mm, work? I know it's I like... he would have had a wagon um, yeah, with yeah. meat in it. And, and, of course, you know, I understand it's different. You're not going over the Bay Bridge or the Golden Gate Bridge. Maybe he was coming from San Francisco because you would imagine they would drive the cattle into San Francisco, South San Francisco probably, uh-huh. and there would be the slaughterhouses there yeah. or in the southern part, yeah. And then he would transport the meat from the that okay. or the slaughterhouse to the, I guess, to Chinatown, I suppose. I don't know. So I know we want to... Maybe I that's know, why they decided to not set it in the So we got a couple of things, other things to rank today. So let's, let's just start thinking about... We have other movies on the list. First of all, do you love this movie? Okay. Do you hate it? What are your feelings on it? I love the movie so much that I want to spend even more time talking about it. Okay, but uh, I'm acting as an advocate for the listener. The listener wants to hear us talk about it. That's why they signed up. That's okay. why they tuned in. All right. They well, said, oh, Big Trouble in Little China. I hope they signed they up. Because you know a lot of times hear... when you sign up that form, it takes longer than you think it's going to take when you sign up to listen to the podcast. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'll just sign up. I'll put my name. And then they were asking you their address. And, so let's... You know. Finish talking about Jack Burton a little bit. Okay. Kurt Russell plays him. Kurt Russell is fucking awesome. Is it the role He's, of his life? He, uh, I think it's his defining role. Could anyone um, else be this character? Could anyone else play Jack Burton? Maybe. We'll come back to that. Could um, Bruce Willis do it? But uh, He's close, I think. I think he's close. Uh, because it's, it's a comedy that matters the most. Mm-hmm. And... The comedy with the bravado on top of it. So Bruce Willis is very, is, is very. It's close adjacent. To this, I think, like the it is Bruce Willis. Yeah. You, you could imagine yeah. him in that role. There's a scene where he first sees the three storms. No, it's the second time he sees them. But they're these like magical characters, the villains mm-hmm. uh, that can control the elements. And and they one of them lands. It's in the brothel, right? And they land and like they grab the girl that they're gonna they're gonna take. And Kurt Russell sees him from down the, hall, the hallway, and he gets this look on his face, like, "Okay, I'm gonna go punch this guy out." It's like total smug. All right, I'm gonna go, you know, punch this guy out. He goes, punches the dude once, to no effect, and gets this like, "Oh shit!" look on his face. Punches him again, again to no effect at all, and just nods at the guy, like, "All right," like resigned, like, and then just fucking gets knocked out by the fucking dude. Um, and it's hilarious, and like the just expressions on his face when I saw. When I saw him get that smug, I'm going to go punch this guy out face. I haven't seen the movie in a while, but I've seen it a lot of times. I, was, I started laughing out loud right away because I knew the next few things that were going to happen. It's all, and it's all just... It's all just physical comedy, physical yeah, acting, yeah. face acting from from Kurt Russell. That's like, fucking great. You could you could watch it with the sound off, and it works just as well, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and, and a lot they, of times when we talk about wanted... movies, Jake, when we talk about movies, you you often see a movie, and we and it's a, especially if it's an action movie. And yeah. a question I know that you ask is like, would Kurt Russell have been better than whatever whoever was the star of this? You know, like they they'd, they'd wanted Clint Eastwood and Jack Nicholson for the role, and and neither of them. I can't imagine Clint Eastwood. I can imagine Clint Eastwood doing one ha- one aspect of it, the the tough part. It would have been a different movie though yeah you, it would have been a different movie yeah like, he can't just, when he tries to be funny it doesn't like he doesn't really work as sort of a buffoonish character so they'd oh, have there's to an run. ambulance outside my house someone's got periomyocarditis oh shit they're probably coming for you jake because they they can see the future they did that tom cruise shit they did minority report on you and they're coming to like they come and get you before <laughs> yeah. you by the way how come they don't use that in minority report how come they're not trying to save lives as as ambulance drivers why are they trying to do law enforcement and arrest people it's a good point anyways um yeah, I don't. I can't see very many people that could toe the line as well as Kurt Russell does, um, and, and and he could do everything. Like that's what's so crazy is like you watch a movie and, and it has Dennis Quaid in it, and you're like, you yeah. know, an '80s movie, and you think like, you know what, this movie's good, but like if Kurt Russell had played this part, it wouldn't better. You watch Star Wars and you say like, well, Han Solo was pretty cool, but like you, Kurt Russell would have been really good, and Kurt Russell was up for that role yeah. as Han Solo, and he would have done great. Um, I listened to um. A podcast uh, that you do that you told oh, me. Oh, Blank about, Check. Uh, they did an episode Blank about Check. Big Trouble in Little China. They did, and I re-listened to it. I listened to it when it came out last year, and I re-listened to it. And not that I wouldn't have the same takes, but um, a lot of what I'm saying today is 
That's I okay. Guess, you you know, get in, colored by that. By That's that all right. Degree. But yeah, anyways, a guest on that episode was Jason Manzoukas, who uh, also does How Did This Get Made? He does yeah, a yeah. podcast about movies as well. He's probably the most well-known of all the people that are on that podcast. But anyways, he said both Kurt Russell and uh, what's his name? Um, Harrison Ford? Fuck it, Harrison Ford. Yeah, yeah. They have a little bit of a wink they, uh, to the camera. They, yeah, they, they're like, this is bullshit. Yeah, but yeah. but like Harrison Ford's wink is I'm going to fuck you. Uh. And Kurt Russell's wink is, hey, can you believe this crazy shit that's happening? You know, like that's what he's saying to you, the audience member. Um, and it's true. And I, I don't I don't know if he would. He would have been great as Han Solo. I don't know if he could have. But, but like, it would have been different. You watch, Inter, you watch Interscape. Is that the one? Um, and you're like, oh, Kurt Russell uh, would have been good. In and I'm thinking of the one where he goes inside the dream world and battles the dream monster. Oh. But Interspace too. They're both Dennis Quaid yeah. movies. And they're both would be would have been better with Kurt Russell. And also like. You think Kurt Russell couldn't have been in Top Gun as a star of Top Gun? You don't think that would have uh, worked? That would have worked. I mean, uh, I, I think that um, Tom Cruise is, is great. Yeah, I know. Kurt Russell, I'm just saying. Kurt Russell Kurt, might have winked a bit too much it, in that one. It wouldn't or, have been, he would have, it wouldn't have been his, worse. His, like, I'm his, not saying it would have been better. I'm saying in most cases, if you're talking about a, yeah. a, a leading man role, and it's weird because it never, he never, Kurt Russell never had the success that you think, you think no. of him as a movie star, but none yeah. of his movies he really was, did like, that When well. this movie came out, he was still on his uprise and, and his peak was really like... Backdraft or Tombstone, like yeah. that's where he peaked, and those are only just a couple of movies. And even then, it was more of an ensemble cast. Yeah, it's kind of weird how um, how that works, where he has this like amazing larger than life persona, but he never has the career success of like you know he's not a John Wayne, he's not a Clint Eastwood, he's not a Bruce Willis, yeah. even you know his leg the legacy of, of of him and this character in particular, which I think is the Keystone character for mm-hmm. this mode of acting that he does, is really big. Like Chris Pratt is essentially doing Kurt Russell. In Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. Um, you can tell that they tell a lot of people like, hey, watch this. This is the energy we want. You know, a lot of people, yeah. that's what they're going for is the energy of Kurt Russell and Big Trouble in Little China. It's like – and it's and that tone and, and it's like how – It's spread out into other – like Hemsworth turned out – like in the last couple of Thor movies, he's kind of doing the same thing as well. And yeah. it's Kurt Russell more than it is Harrison Ford and, and more than it is Bruce Willis. Because it works and it's like this is a – and but it's funny because at the time it wasn't – like critics didn't love it. It wasn't super successful. You yeah. Know, the, but, yeah. But it has – you know, movies have a life after they come out in the, in the theaters, you know, like the way I didn't see this in the theater. I was only a kid, but, um, but I saw it, you know, over time. And like, you know, everyone I knew had seen this movie, you know, cause it just, it would be on from time to time. And you, you know, you check it out. And also in blank check, they compared it to big Lebowski because it's a movie where like people were confused. It didn't have good theatrical success. People were confused for it at the start when it was in the theater, kind of because it was uneven. They didn't know what kind of movie it was really. Um, but then it got like big, massive uh, cult following and yeah, yeah. it's impact afterwards was like more outsized does the movie make you laugh or cry it makes me laugh it doesn't make me cry because there are movies Um, on here that make me laugh and cry and so i feel like the best thing you can say about a movie uh, uh, is that i laughed i cried right and so if it's going to go above a movie it has to have more emotional impact on me than the other movie right right so like i just want to know if it made you cry at all because it didn't make me cry no, maybe um, you I shed tears it, of joy when cry. you see Kurt Russell on the screen. But other than that, I mean, it, it did make me laugh uh, in a lot of places. I mean, it like, makes me laugh all the time. It makes me laugh just thinking about it. It makes me laugh, laugh just thinking about his face in it. Um, I, I'd like to touch upon um, Kim Cattrall's portrayal of the character Gracie. Gracie Law. Who, Gracie Law. Who, it's easy to um, remember because she's a lawyer. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Watching it this time, I realized that she's like almost as ridiculous as Jack Burton is. Like she's got this unearned confidence. And the Chinese people don't take her very serious. She doesn't really help much. She just sort of wedges herself into the scenario and kind of becomes a problem. 
you know, and I was like, up until like last time watching it, I was like kind of fooled by her sort of air of confidence as well. But she's like, she's essentially the female equivalent of Jack Burton. Yeah, in yeah. It. Um, and apparently they were going, they're trying to get like maybe Madonna or like some star like that to play her. Was Kim Cattrall a big deal at the time? Had she been in other? Uh, she had been a mannequin and whatnot. Oh, um, nice. And she, so she had mannequins got to go on that list, and, man. Yeah, it, it does. She's yeah. she's good in this movie. Um. The movie was rushed because Golden Child was coming out, and they knew Golden Child was coming out, and they wanted, oh, I think, to beat it to the Similar box energy, similar concept. At oh, least. very similar. And in yeah. fact, a lot of the same um, Asian actors uh, yeah. in both. And oh, so like the schedules wouldn't have been right. Like they had to get it done because they had already. It, it was. It was more that they that that Eddie Murphy was so big, and yeah. they knew that like it, they were just going to get crushed funny, by Golden funny Child. Funny because Golden, Golden Child, Child is first. a movie where they had Golden Child when it came out was a big hit, but no one talks about Golden Child now. No, no. Like, and in fact, it was way more of a success than this movie, but um, it's a much worse version of what this movie is. Yeah. And both of uh, these movies, it's kind of like an 80s attempt at like what later would happen, I would say, in the 90s, early 2000s, where you have Chinese directors start coming to America to work. And, yeah. You know, yeah. Chinese talent starts coming to and, – and so you get yeah. this sort of cross-pollination. But these movies are both – they're both kind of ahead of the time in that way. I don't know. Interesting, interesting yeah. movies – um, I think it's one of Hollywood's first stabs at doing kind of a kung fu movie. Um, it's, I mean, because there, there are a lot of kung fu sequences in it, yeah. not as good as like real kung fu. And in fact, Jackie Chan was in talks to play the character of Wang, but his, his English wasn't good enough. Yeah, at the time, and he and he was probably like the check you get to play Wang is not as good as a check you get to be the executive producer of Police Story or whatever. You know, what I mean, yeah, or, yeah, he had whatever. made some attempts to to come into Hollywood, and they and they sort of didn't pan out before that. So I think he was sort of. It was like I'll just go back to China and do my own thing, which yeah, yeah. is good that he did. And then, and then you know, a decade or a decade and a half later, he's coming out with movies that are essentially very similar in energy to this. Um, You're talking about like he, a Shanghai Noon or something, yeah, Shanghai Noon. Yeah, yeah. M- like Hollywood um, produced, they have a studio money behind them, but there's some at least some talent from Hong Kong. Although, yeah. like, there's like also there you got like Hollywood stuntmen, so it's like no one is going to die while they're making it. Um, yeah. So I have just one more bit of info to give to right. the audience. Yeah, yeah. Uh, plus. One shout out plus one uh, other bit of It trivia. sounds like you have three things left to say. Is what three things me. left to say. Okay. The first is that um, apparently The Rock now owns the rights to this movie, mm. um, but Ooh. he does not plan on playing Jack Burton, which oh, that's is probably good because the yeah. it's, The Rock never loses. The Rock can't be shown losing a fight. And Jack Burton, like pretty much almost every time he tries to do anything, he loses. He like he fails and fucks up. Does, he, for the does the Rock want to play? Uh, like, does he want to play Wang or something, or does he want to play? Uh, I don't think that he wants to. He wants to cut it. the check. I think he wants to, to. Yeah, and I think he wants to do maybe work on a movie that takes place in this universe, but isn't. Oh, he wants Scorpion, to expand Scorpion the King. Big Trouble in Little China uh, expanding universe. Right. Uh, so also shout out to John Carpenter's soundtrack and uh, also the song Big Trouble in Little China oh, yeah. that he wrote and and sings on. Yeah, yeah, it's great. We'll put a link to it wait, in the show notes. Wait, you guys you're talking about the expanded Big Trouble in Little China universe. Could there be movies that are like Big Trouble in Little Armenia? You know, like different ethnic enclaves. I think, well, maybe ethnic enclaves or Little Trouble in Big China. Oh shit! <laughs> Actually, that doesn't sound that exciting. It's a little trouble, but yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, so shout out to what, John Carpenter. The third one would soundtrack. then have to be medium trouble in medium China, or just yeah. trouble in China. Yes, yeah. or two trouble, two China. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit, you got there before <laughs> me, but yes, exactly. Um, and uh, this, here's a bit of trivia I wanted to say. This is interesting. You've heard this before, but apparently the last words of Walt Disney on his deathbed were just him saying the name Kurt Russell. Yeah. Were you worried when you were in the ambulance? Did you think, oh, Kurt Russell? You just said it just to be safe. Oh yeah. I grabbed the MT by the lapels and I pulled him close to me and, and whispered, <laughs> Kurt Russell. Cool. 
Um, so you think we he, can go to ranking it? Okay, let's go and rank it. So the highest yeah. ranked movie we have on here is Caddyshack at number thirty-two. Now that's a movie that came out not too much before this. We also have the movie Friday, number forty-seven. Right. We, we have the I, Matrix, I think, number sixty-five, which is okay. another East-West fusion movie. You have uh, yeah, and Yang actually, Ping, who is the uh, uh, the choreographer on it. I probably mispronounced his name, yeah. but you know who I'm talking about. Um, you got so Trading the, and Places. The Matrix is the highest ranked action movie. But it's less of a comedy than it. It's less funny than it. And Trading Places is a comedy. It's number 84. And Trading Places is a movie where it would be a lot higher if there's some stuff about it that, uh, you know, there's like... Doesn't age well around around race. Well, in some ways it does because it actually deals with race and discusses it. But on the other hand, there's a scene, there's like a blackface scene. Yeah, there's some stuff in it that doesn't stuff that makes it so that you can't really recommend it to a a stranger, you know, because you you can't go grab people by the lapels and tell them you got to go see this movie because it's like, wait, there's some pretty messed up stuff in them. You know, it doesn't age as well as it could. Um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off also is kind of like maybe it would be higher, but the, the villain in the movie or the antagonist in the movie. The actor has had these things going on where you're like, oh, this makes it a little hard to, oh. uh, you know, you can't, I, know well, I mean, the villain it. in the movie is Ferris, but anyways. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm talking about the <laughs> yeah. principal. And also, yeah, yeah. So, so there's things about it. Uh, Flashdance probably could have been ranked higher for various reasons that I learned about after we ranked it, but we can go back into that later. Flashdance is great. Yeah. That's number 88. Yeah. The Truman yeah. Show, I think, is an all time classic. Yeah. I love it, but you've never seen it. So that's why it can't I have be seen it. Um, I saw it when it came out, I think, oh. in the theater. It just. Hasn't I haven't seen it since then, and it didn't make as enough of an impression on oh, me. Oh, I I loved it, but, but maybe like I mean, the biggest crime of it is that um, it, it was the, uh, us ranking it was sprung on me, so I didn't have time to watch. Yeah, it Yeah, that is the biggest crime. It. That is true. That is a, yeah. that's criminal. Yeah, it's a it's yeah. a criminal act, and it was a, a it was an attack on you personally. So you should. <laughs> I'm glad you took it that way because that's a, a, how I intended it. So um, yeah. there's some other things about movies. Movie theater popcorn is number 109. The movie Drumline, which I, I love, and, and it's looking like, way too low. I mean. I know. I'm just saying where we're at. So okay. then let's say one in the middle. Let's say, is it higher or lower than Trading Places? An all-time classic, uh, uh, a fantastic movie, but which is marred in some ways by uh, by depictions of race. Also kind of like this movie. Well, this movie's not very marred, I don't think. I'm, not in the I same can't, way. I'm not, right. I'm not from a position to, yeah. or in a position to judge yet, but um, I would put it higher than Trading Places. Okay. Uh, all right. I, I'm uh, cool with that. This movie And so then the other so movie that me. we're talking about is The Matrix. Now, The Matrix is pretty like people Matrix people talk about The Matrix all the time now, right? People say right. like, "Oh, I got red pilled by this. I got blue pilled by yeah. uh, I know kung fu." People always I see people saying right. that um, um right. I, I see people telling me that they're in The Matrix. I see people telling me um I I eat the steak or whatever. I see the woman in the red yeah. dress or they're talking about the Matrix. People people assume you've seen The Matrix, man. I had to yeah, summarize it, The Matrix it, to my kid just for cultural literacy reasons because Yeah, yeah. And because, you wouldn't necessarily have to do that with this movie uh because it does, hasn't had the big impact culturally. At least not like yeah. that doesn't mean it's worse, surface. but but no. it's like it's not as resonant. It's like the Wizard of Oz is maybe not as as good in a movie as some other movie, but you got to you got to know about the it's Wizard a of good Oz. Movie. It's important to know if you're going to exist yeah. in the world, especially as an American. You probably should have seen Wizard of Oz at some point yeah, in your yeah, life. True, you know what I mean? Because otherwise, people tell you they're not in Kansas anymore. You're like, no shit, we're in California. But you, <laughs> you, you know, like you need to. Yeah. There's a cultural literacy aspect that comes up where it's yeah. a good idea to have seen. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, and, and in the course. Matrix, and not so much in this. Although I could see this movie uh, in a hundred years. Oh, probably not. What but about a thousand years? If we're still here, uh, in a thousand years, everything will be yeah, forgotten. Or do you think that I don't know? Like I can see this movie being at least as important in the long run in sort of the history of Hollywood and as the Wizard of uh, Oz. 
No, as the Matrix. Oh yeah, yeah. I could see that. I think just the in Matrix terms of like what forgotten. we're talking about you know, right now, everything's forgotten. Like I said that about the Wizard of Oz, but like I'm sure the kids at my my son's school, they're like, I don't know, Jack. I, I couldn't tell you the first thing of Jack. You know, like Wizard yeah, of Oz. Yeah, that'll come. That'll I, don't, go I don't know what that I'm is. Sure but come back around again. Yeah. Why don't you talk to me about the Jurassic Park TV show, Pops? You know, like that's yeah. that's what I know about. You know. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think when uh, in the long run, when thing when everything washes out. Uh, Wizard of Oz will still be you think considered. As tides come in and go out, eventually all the sandcastles are, are reduced and all the empires crumble yeah. to dust. But in the end, you think that Wizard of Oz will still be there. And It'll who- be a cultural artifact that we still remember. I mean, it's impressive enough that we still remember it now, almost yeah. 100 years later. I don't know, man. It, I kind of think it's everything Similar to like, you know, away, like- the works of Mark Twain or maybe Moby Dick. There's lots of other shit that came out around the time of Moby Dick that nobody cares to talk about. You know? Yeah, exactly. I think Wizard of Oz is a good... I haven't watched it in a long time, but I think it's a good movie that will stand the test of time and obviously has already. And Matrix too. I think Matrix will as well, but... Um, but there's some things about the Matrix when you watch it, you're like, oh, that doesn't look too great. Or, you know what I mean? And also like, if somebody asks, which one of these two movies do you want to watch? I'm going to pick fucking... Big Trouble Little China is, is over Kurt Matrix. Russell, fucking, his look, just visually, yeah. his yes. look fucking rules. Sorry yeah, for great, swearing. Yeah. It's amazing. It yeah. looks fantastic. Okay. He looks better than anything in the Matrix. He just does. Like, like yeah. you and I are kind of in the tank for this guy. So maybe it's like right. a little tough, you know, but that's that one. When we when you don't have guests that hate Big Trouble Little China on, you know, where do you even find them? But um, it'd be hard to find them. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's move up from the Matrix. Okay. I'm ready to, if you are. So I like there's a more movie than, Friday. Now, I like it more than movie Friday. I'm going to watch it before I watch Friday. Okay. Um, now, uh, scene for scene, by the way, better. we're moving above, like, the, the actual neighborhood of Chinatown is now below. Oh, yeah. Well, well, above that. But we've said before that we have a bias towards art and against reality. Yeah. Also, like, uh, you could be walking in Chinatown and stub your toe or step on something sharp, whereas that's not going to happen when you watch a big tremble in China. Yeah, so where's, the, where's the moral the is stay indoors and watch TV. What's it ranked at? Uh, I don't know. It's somewhere around here. It's down at 98. Yeah, 98. Um, also respectable. Which is the top half of the list. Top, yeah. It's I mean, top heavy top list. Top third of the list. So, so yeah. So let's look at uh, the movie Friday. You say above above Friday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's yeah. Friday is a great movie. Okay. But then this, we get... And Friday's a little uneven like this movie is, but mm-hmm. um, it's similar in it's like cult status. So the next think, one is number 32. It's called Caddyshack. Um, yeah, that's where I have a problem. I think if I, if I take the test of which which of the two movies am I more likely to put on if someone offers oh. me either of them, or if I'm... Flicking through the old uh, channel could thing. Could Kurt Russell have played any of the parts in Caddyshack? I don't think he could have. That's the that's where you get to the problem. That's he could where... have played one of the caddies. Uh, he would have been the right age to as well. But like, and he, you know he could have played Danny. If anything, he could have played Danny. You don't think he could have played the Chevy Chase part? Well, he would have been too young, I think, at the time. Okay, could Rodney have been in Big Trouble in Little China in any car- in any part? <laughs> no. And would it have been better or worse? He, it would be a different movie. They would have to write a new character for him. Why? And what it if probably he played the Jack more Burton racist character. movie? Uh, no, he couldn't play the Jack Burton character, and he couldn't play any of the other characters. Uh, you, a new character would have had to have been. He couldn't have been Lopan or something. I don't think you want to see Rodney play Lopan. I think All the right. closest character that he could have been is maybe either the uncle uh, at the restaurant or um, Egg Shen. Okay. Uh, okay. All but right. no, those the guys that play both of those did great jobs. So um, no Rodney in it. Um, okay. Well, that's a kind of problem because Ted Knight could have maybe played Lopan, but it would have been pretty racist. So well, maybe they just uh, say that he is in the body or of a white dude. Any of these old dudes could have played the the fourth Caucasian character in the movie, which is the detective that's only at the beginning talking to. Oh yeah, person. I recognize that actor. Like I've seen him in. I think he's in a Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street movie or something. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Okay, so you think it's above Caddyshack or below? I think I need to put it below Caddyshack. Okay, because... so then below Caddyshack we have Weird Al Yankovic, we have Bruce Springsteen. Tell me when when, when I'm getting warm oh, here. I'm happy to put it above, honestly, either of those. Okay, let's put it directly below Caddyshack then. Okay, it's a weird move, but um, I don't know. Times we sometimes you got to make weird moves when you're talking about weird movies. 
It's just weird to put two movies right next to each other, but uh, I don't and know. that means we're putting it. Oh, hold on, hold on a sec. I gotta, re, I gotta rethink this a little bit. It means we're putting it above the Star Wars franchise media franchise, which is at forty four, which mm-hmm. is actually okay with me because there's there's a lot parts of it in that media franchise. Yeah, that's that media thing. franchise includes like the if, if you're talking the, about just the first Star Wars, I love it, right? But the problem yeah. is, I like about maybe half of Star Wars things that I've seen, maybe less. You know, like we might get the chance to talk about Star Wars later in this episode. So oh, okay. let's okay, good. Let's just go and stick with putting um. Uh, Big Trouble in Little China, right below Caddyshack. Okay. Okay. So, Big Trouble in Little China, the movie goes in at number thirty-three, um, moving Weird Al Yankovic to thirty-four. Go ahead. Um, and yeah, let's take a break and come back and uh, rank the next thing. Yeah. Welcome back. We're going to talk about something else now. Uh, Ryan R, friend of the show, a beloved and dear friend of the show, has asked us to rank bro country music. Now, bro country Hold on music. A Jesse H was also a beloved and dear. I just want to make that clear. Oh, shit. Because we don't want to give oh. extra praise to Ryan to Jesse H. Just in case. So. <laughs> okay, okay. Right. So, bro country music, it's a pejorative term generally, which just makes it hard right. to rank. Nobody self identifies as a bro country fan, right? But, you know, you only hear I the word. I bet you some people do. Yeah, but you mostly hear it in the sense of, you know, I like country. I don't like this bro country. So, just as to what it is, right. it's the country music that you hear on the radio, which is about partying, trucks, and women generally. Right. And the women yeah, described, and it, um, you don't really know, learn much about the women except that they wear like cut off jeans. They, and, you know, and maybe a bikini and they're yeah. and they get in the truck and they get in the truck. And also they go to a body of water and they go swimming yes. in the body of water. A lot of times yes. a common theme in country th- music that you listen to on the radio. I listen to uh, in Sonoma County. You can hear 92.9 Froggy. If there's no one else in the car who will object to it, I will listen to these. Okay. And I understand the rural uh, lifestyle a little better, right? Because I'm living yeah. out here. So I got to like listen to this stuff and understand yeah. people. So uh, another thing to note about this subgenre of country radio music is that it sort of uh, peaked in the 2010s. Um, yeah, totally. Maybe like I know that the, the term was coined um, in a New Yorker article, which they're the, I mean, guys with the last name Rosen in the New Yorker article, New Yorker magazine or New York magazine are the ones who should really be writing about country music. Well, it's true. Um, Well, that's, you got an outsider perspective. It's like, honestly, that's what the term is. It's like meant because people writing for the New Yorker, right? New York magazine, not the New Yorker. Oh, sorry. New York magazine. But people writing in this. Um, I, I would like to hear a song about the New York, about New York magazine writer, <laughs> a New York magazine writer who goes out. Um, except it wouldn't be Rosen; it would be a, a, a beautiful girl. She goes out there. She realizes she doesn't want to work for the New Yorker, New York magazine anymore. Uh, instead, oh, yeah. yeah, you know, it, it, it writes itself. She wants to get in the truck and she wants to go out yeah. to the to the swimming hole. Um, so usually, it's like, why don't they play Casey Musgraves on the radio? Well, it's because it's all male, bro, country. Etc. Right. The, the term is coined to explain the problem of there are no female singers on country radio. So you're like, what? Right. What do they play on the on there? Well, they play this stuff. There's often a click track. It's a laundry list song where the guy just tells you a bunch of rural signifiers. So he's like, yeah. a tractor. I got a hat. Um, the places I go to have stop signs. They don't have stop lights because that's how I live. You know, people where I come from, they park. Uh, parallel to the street not not turned in because like that's just there's you know extra room yeah exactly yeah. you know there's clay where i where i'm from it's not even dirt on the road because you know we, i live i'm from georgia where it's just clay you know what that clay feels like when you pick it up there's only one thing that feels like the dirt from home you can go to the city and it's all crowded but like what i really long for is like uh, back home there were these daisy dukes and the women are described by the things that they wear yeah they don't tell you like oh here's a human being uh, i'm attracted yeah. to they're <laughs> yeah. like um you know what the best thing about being out there is like you got a pair of Daisy Dukes in your car and you're thinking like, yeah. shit, dude, it's like, um, you know, this the Dr. Seuss, the pants with no one inside them, you know, yeah. there's a lot of shorthand that goes on in this. Now, there's country music also with different themes. Like my favorite subgenre of country music is 
things dealing with partying in Mexico, which is this kind of crosses over. There's a lot of it does for sure, yeah. Country. But like partying in Mexico is just a subject that gets heavily discussed. And I have an idea for brokering a deal between like, let's say the city of, of Mazatlan, right? And right. you're like, why don't they get people from Nashville where they bring them in for songwriting, like clinics. Uh, like workshops or whatever. Yeah. Basically, they get artists in residence. They get like a dozen yeah. songwriters from oh, Nashville. That's a good idea. They put them up in a, in this place and they let them write a song about it. You got to say the word Mazatlan. You got to say what rhymes with Mazatlan. You got to say. Uh, that might happen already. Especially like imagine shooting a video and like them like. Oh, yeah. Show the resort. You got to show, show the, the resort. resort. Yeah, yeah, show the resort name, the way they show the trucks in the videos. Yeah, um, it's also, there's like a lot of product placement, I think, that goes on. I oh, feel yeah. like in country music, even more than rap music, because in country music, okay, there's a song called Big Green Tractor, right? And Big Green Tractor sounds like John Deere Tractor. And John Deere Tractors are big and green. And the song is like, yeah. there's a girl from the city. Her car broke down. She needs help. Well, I'm going to give you a ride on my Big Green Tractor. There's a there's a, a double meaning to this, too. Oh, we can go yeah. slower. We can go faster. We, as long as I'm with Ooh. you, it don't really matter. We could take a ride on okay. my big green tractor. And so you, I was thinking, when he wrote this song, you know he had to be thinking John Deere tractor. And he has to think, well, I'll leave it as big green tractor and then try to get that money. Like right. when it, They could fill it in. Could, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, that you call up John Deere and you're like, hey, you want this to be, you want to use this in your ad or whatnot, you know, then you know, like, let's see that money, right? So just think about product placement. You hear it a lot. Like there's a song called Sand in My Boots and he's talking about their red wing boots. He has sand in his red wing boots. You know? Right. He's talking about like he has a, an Eldorado or Silverado, I'm sorry. Right. Um, and it's like everyone, they, they mention that they have Fords, they have Chevys. Like there's a lot of like brand names that go off. Like, uh, it, it's yeah, it's me. almost like the whole endeavor is more about commodity than art. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so, again, so, here's another point I want to touch on before we move forward. Just yeah. like a little, you yeah. mentioned that it's a pejorative term. Now, it should be noted that almost all, or at least very many, um, genre description, especially subgenre descriptions uh-huh. of music, are not embraced by the people that. Um, oh yeah, totally. They're referring to. Yeah, totally. Uh, and, like and, even like shit like electro clash. People, the people that did, did electro clash, you know, or emo. Yeah, you know, is they, more, they, is they wouldn't example, describe themselves you know? that way because yeah. also it's limiting, and it's like you're trying to make this universal, a beautiful work of art, and someone says, "Well, it's this and that." Here's a couple words to describe what it is, and we lumped you in with this other person who is really not that similar, and it's and it's hard to classify art at all, and it's like. Yeah. You know, but, I was, but genre, okay. genre definitions or descriptions are are useful and they're real. Like, I mean, of course, there's everything has a blurred line. Okay, and we shouldn't discount this the term in general just because the people that. Oh, yeah. Dude, have I told you about wild action? No. Okay, a guy I know used to live by a video store. Now, for younger audiences, a video store you used to go and the movies would be arranged physically. Like, yeah. you know, a, a VHS boxes of the movies, right? So you you know you look on the shelves, and it was like there were only a few categories, right? There was a drama section. There was yeah. a comedy section and there was an action section. And action, because there were so many, they had to subdivide it. So yeah. they had action and then they had wild action. <laughs> and yeah. like, what is the definite? What makes something wild action versus action? You know, like, yeah. and, and at, the, at the record stores, they would have like, this is soul music and this is R&B music and this is rock and roll. And rock and roll, basically, it was a racial, you know, it's a yeah. racial yeah, depiction. Yeah. So you're saying yeah. like, this, this, although this music is quite similar and there's a lot of cross-pollination, if there's a white guy on the cover, it's going to be called rock. So there's a, there's similar stuff going on. I don't know what made it wild mm. action. I have no idea. But yeah, I remember yeah. that like things don't really fit into uh, into genres, and I, I kind of think not like, strictly, but but they but they do the genres. But nowadays work, we don't but, have that because things don't have to physically be anywhere. So nowadays things can be tagged. So something can be an action and a drama because yeah, yeah. the box doesn't have to be on one shelf or the other. Something can exist yeah. in many you know in many different categories at once, and maybe yeah. that's what we're getting to with Bro Country. But anyways, yeah. I uh, saw like a movie on Netflix. It was like. 
one of the genres was swoonworthy. Oh yeah, exactly. Now imagine the swoonworthy <laughs> shelf, but now you don't have to imagine it. You can you can see. I want to see everything swoon. What other things are swoonworthy? I don't know. It was it was like a, a Jane Austen one or something. Uh, but you anyways, when you saw that, uh, that, that I did that tag though. Okay, um, so uh, but when this term was coined, this phrase was coined. Everybody fucking was like, everybody except maybe the artist himself. Like, like, yeah, that makes yes, sense. Yes, we know what that you're talking resonates. about. That's yeah. the word for this. Yeah, you don't. And so, you don't. You know it. You know it when you hear it. You're like when yeah. you listen to it. You're like, yeah, I'm listening to Bro Country. It's kind of classic rock or maybe hip hop influenced, heavy John Cougar Mellencamp feel to it. And in uh, fact, they'll, they'll name th- check thematically, him and, but not yeah. like oh, formally. Like yeah, the, totally. The, the music itself, but like, it feels I think a one thing because this music because like you know like it used to be that mainstream pop would make stuff that was for a sort of presumed white middle american audience you know that's culture like think about jack and diane right nobody on mainstream pop radio is making a jack and diane or making a uh you know a small town by john cougar mellencamp i can't i don't listen to enough mainstream um pop music pop music to comment on that but you, you sound that does sound right i think mostly yeah. most mainstream pop is now more influenced by well fucking what's her name is on mainstream pop uh casey musgraves not, well not casey musgraves her but also the one that's even more of a big star than her Why can't oh I think you, you think names? of swift taylor swift i got long covid yeah, yeah taylor swift she's got to talk about shit like that so okay, i think okay. you're wrong you, yeah. you must be wrong yeah but it's like they're going for a milieu they're going for like a feel that is particular right yeah and it's appealing to country audiences and however you want to interpret country audiences to mean, right? So it's yeah, like pandering yeah. in that sense, although everything is yeah, pandering, it's very pandering, right? Yeah. yeah, but it, but it also is, it's also triangulating, like the way that it brings in pop production and also yeah. like or ludicrous stuff associated with hip hop. Yeah, like and a good example is just the title of a song that uh, predates it by at least five years, but is really influenced it is Honky Tonk Badonka Donk. Oh yeah, like, yeah. It's, totally. It's kind of an ur text. It's like a it's yeah. like a, a foundational text of bro country, I would say, right? Yeah, and it's like so how can we like talk about country stuff and also talk about the, you know, maybe more mainstream popular sort of, you know, hip hop culture or something. Yeah. Um and and put it together in a way that really is trying to really aim at a specific crossover audience. Okay, I get it. Um, that makes sense. Now, uh, I feel like we're talking in really broad terms. Um, yeah. What would be like a, a foundational text if you were going to listen to one bro country song? Would it be This Is How We Roll by Florida Georgia Line? I would say it would be a Florida Georgia Line song. No, I don't know uh. about I haven't listened to all of their um, their catalog, but I know that the song that was being referred to most specifically when the when the term was phrased was the song "Cruise." Oh yeah, um, that has Nelly, right? I, well, the the remix has Nelly. Um, yeah. I spent yesterday watching a lot of videos for like a, a handful of um, of artists that. That's a canny move. To go country as a business decision is a canny canny move, man. You got to be very careful to, with going country. Like if you don't have a country audience. You got to be very ca- careful and clever with it. I feel like Nelly. Well, the thing is, that what happened is they released this song, which like sort of in production wise, uh, the, the original track, um, which was released as a single and has its own video. Um, while it like it, it gives a nod towards um, pop and hip hop production. It's not it doesn't go quite all the way. And then with the, after that song was was popular, then Nelly was like, I want to do a version of this, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Or they maybe they approached him, but they must he be on did the one that is, that's way more hip-hop. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. But he did one that is way more on the on the hip-hop side. Um, Nelly should have done a country much, version of much Dilemma. Better. Nelly and Kelly Rowland with Dilemma, which is I think is a great song. Like, that's probably... I, I'm not stepping out of bounds by saying that's my yeah. favorite Nelly song, and I think it would be a, the best the top Nelly which song. Which song is that? We'll put a link to it in the show notes. It's the song is Duet with Kelly Rowland from Destiny's Child. So yeah, the, the, I mean, and I listened. I watched Cruise, and that song didn't bother me that much, except for like the laundry list kind of aspect of it, which yeah, is yeah. annoying. And, um, and the video was just right away; it's all like full on like fucking big trucks and bikini babes. Is is, um, is which, that whatever, a country you know? a bro country song? It's a, is that, that a proto big country uh, bro country song? If that ain't what country song? by David Allen Coe. 
Um, I wouldn't call it a bro country song because that is just really a laundry list song and it's not necessarily about, I think bro country songs in general, maybe it's, a, I mean, it's definitely like, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a little yeah, more pointed, a little more barbed, yeah. whereas and it's not bro about, country songs are just a, a simple celebration of, of chilling and relaxing yeah. and having fun. Yeah, exactly. They're, yeah. Okay. I get it. And, and, and there's lots of examples in country that, that are earlier that, um, yeah, yeah. Set up bro country, but, um, Cruise by Florida Georgia Line, the Nelly version of it. It's it's really what bothers me is calling it country. Like, um, if it was billed as like Nelly's country rap song, and uh, rather than Florida Georgia's country song, which features a, a fucking yeah, rap yeah. from Nelly, I'd like it fucking it would sit better with me. You know, way I get it. You're, policing. Rad, you're, you're 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 patrolling the borders of uh, of country music. You're gatekeeping. Yeah, gatekeeping. I mean, gaslight girl boss. I got it, man. I guess. I don't yeah, know. You, um, I get it. You're a self-appointed country police and you're so saying what is and isn't country. I get it. That's cool. Well, well, I think Cruz would be sort of like the, the founding real text of yeah. like where bro country sort of starts. I think the, the epitome of it. That's is, my kind of night. Yes. Which yeah. fucking. Okay. The song, <laughs> it, it rubs me wrong so fucking much, especially because I know a lot of people, including I think yourself, including um, uh, Adam C., uh, yeah, yeah, listener, yeah. friend of the show, Adam C, including my li- my wife, Allie, who like it both ironically and I think a little non-ironically. It's hard. And it's hard when you, play it you can't like music ironically for, for long, man. Because you listen to once you listen to something three or four times, you like it's in there. You enjoy it just as much as some, you know. You, this, you're walking this a is, dangerous, uh, 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 a perilous path. This song is fucking. I like it less than. And this is saying a lot. I like it less than fucking. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. I like it less than Waterfalls. Okay. Um, I think I would rank it below Rebecca Black's Friday when we get to ranking it. Okay. It's fucking absolutely repulsive. So what is it you don't like? You don't like that he likes Kanye Twitty and T Pain. You like Conway Twitty and T Pain. I don't like that. I do like Conway Twitty. My T Pain's fine, but like yeah. uh, I would never. And I I like to listen to shit on shuffle, but I would never make a fucking mix that has Conway Twitty followed by fucking T Pain. Yeah, but you person. you you can understand that somebody else might. And that he's talking about his own experience. Yeah, but it'd be all he can do is all he can do is tell you where he's from. He's like, look, I'm a kind of guy. My kind of no. Night he is, tells me where he wants me to think he's from. Oh, you don't think he's really from that? You don't? You think the songwriter of these songs is like in a mansion in Los Angeles? Yeah, exactly. He, he's in the cubicle next to the guy who writes for the New York for New York Magazine, who and and that's where the songwriter is. And he's like, oh, I'm writing a profile of these country singers. Oh, cool. I write all their songs. So uh, an AI writes it actually. So um, so exactly. Here they go. And like, I make sure that they tell the AI to definitely pander. And to have oh, uh, turn the panda knob, and, knob all the way up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn it all the way up and turn like the, the but music um, should disdain, pander. disdain for the pander. audience knob a little bit up as well. You don't think Big Trouble in Little China panders to the audience? Like you got to pander to the audience. That's why they call it an audience. Sure, you do. I mean, <laughs> you, you, you think don't you have to turn the panda knob all the way them? up, man. You know, and Big Trouble in Little China in, in a way does the opposite of pandering to Wait, the audience. Is there, like, is it, there a cartoon it, character called the Panda Bear and he's like a bear that panders <laughs> to the audience somehow? I, I'm just not yet, but okay. there should be. You, we got it. We're gonna have to email this okay. to uh, okay. podcast yeah. ourselves to copyright it. Okay, cool. Um, country country rock artist Zach Brown, who's you know respected and doesn't get played on country radio, also described that song as the worst song he's ever heard. Oh, so okay. me and Zach Brown are together on this. Okay, is all um, my ratty friends are coming over tonight a bro country song? The Hank Jr. song. Yes, it's the founding Pro, text. Proto, like, Proto. Yeah, Proto. Is, yeah. If you got it the is, money, if you got the money, I got the by uh, Lefty yes. Frizzell. Is that a bro country song? Yeah, and so is um, White Lightning by George Jones. So is Honky Tonkin. Oh yeah, Honky Tonkin. Because totally. these are songs that are about drinking or going out and having fun or what it's things you do on a fucking Friday night yeah. or Saturday night. Uh, Jambalaya um, by, by Hank Jambalaya. Yeah. yeah, these are bro um, country songs. So if we're gonna accept they're, that they're these not, are bro country songs, we're gonna have to say. Like I'm just saying, I'm painting. No, no, the these are not bro country songs. These are not bro country songs because they're not because you like them. 
no, no. When defining, when talking about fucking genre, you don't talk about just themes. What makes a genre? Formal qualities, such as what instruments are used in making it, how right. it sounds, not just the lyrics, but also like the vocal stylings. Is it good um, that this genre exists or was, or is it good the genre was named? It's good that it was named. I'm not going to say whether or not it's good it exists. It might, it might be good that it exists as a cautionary tale. <laughs> it's like a, it's good to not limit how far you can push things artistically and genre wise. And if, and if some people get it in their fucking head to make music that is fucking terrible. Yeah. But, but be no made, one is saying a, I want to create a terrible song. You might as well try to do it, you know? And just, just so that we can learn that that's not it's what friends in low do. places, a bro country song. No, it's not a bro country song. No, All right. but it's a song that influences these songs. It's like, it's, it's, I get it. I get it. Because it's about, well, it's because it's about partying, but it's like a, a lot of those songs. Well, but the, I don't even know about friends in low places. I don't think it is. Really. I get it. I've heard the description of country music, right? Now yeah. again, I'm I'm a I'm a casual fan. I'm a casual fan of everything. I don't know really anything about anything, right? But yeah, the premise of country music, people, what makes it special is they say this is a, a genre that deals with Saturday night, which is also what rock music frequently deals with. But it also deals True. with Sunday morning. It deals with I'm yeah. I'm hungover the next day. No, you're saying country music, not bro country music. Well, that's the thing, and it, it deals with I'm hungover. I feel like shit, or yeah. um, I sh I'm in church and I feel guilty about the things I did last night, right? Or you know, yeah. it deals with it deals with regret. It deals with heartbreak. It deals with loss. It deals with like more uh, more serious stuff. And the problem yeah. with like the weakness of bro country music is that fundamentally it's 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 pop music, and so it excises any kind of seriousness, and also. It, yeah. lo it loses a lot of specificity, right? So, like, yeah. if you're describing these women just as uh, as as a pair of uh, Daisy Dukes, right? Then it makes it more universal because everybody can imagine whatever woman they want in these Daisy Dukes. But it I, it loses some specificity in a, in a way that you know how pop music can sometimes be quite vague in its feeling because it yeah. tries because it, to be more universal. And I always yeah. like when there's a and and not just saying a brand name, but I always like when there's a detail you know, about somebody. I mean, that's an aspect of country that, that kind of defines country in general is that it's, it tells a story. It sets a scene. I mean, yeah, and sometimes yeah. it tells a long story about like yeah. a fictional character. Yeah, totally. Or, you know, I, I just like when there's a specific, it, I like it when creates they say, time and, place. And, and it's like, it could even be something like someone tells you the name of the town they're from. They don't just yeah. tell you I'm from us. Like in bro country, there's a lot of like, I'm from this small town. I'm from a little place you probably never heard of. They don't tell you the name because you know, they want because everyone... they want it to appeal to as many people as but, possible. But I think like specificity, and also they want it to appeal to like fucking the vast majority of listeners who yeah. live in suburbs or in fucking sure, sure, or, or in cities, yeah, exactly, in urban areas who who themselves like can't really yeah. define if they what say this if, country if, place they if, want to think if of. If the is person like. says they're from Macon, Georgia, then like they'll be like, Fuck, I don't want to listen. To this it's too specific. But in reality, I think specificity actually can make things more universal. You know, like. You know, like Margaret Cho, uh, the comedian, and she got on yeah. her TV show, and like she mm -hmm. had this TV show in the early '90s, and the and the producers said, "Hey, like you gotta um you gotta tone down how Korean, you gotta be Asian, but not not necessarily <laughs> right, Korean." Yeah. And she's like, "What? Well, yeah. How do you even do that? What does that even mean?" But it's like because it's more universal, you have to be the stand-in for all Asian uh, people. And she's like, "Well, like, but I'm not. I'm you know I'm Korean American from San Francisco. She's a specific people are specific yeah. human beings, yeah. and I think." That's a weakness of like, I don't want to say a weakness, but it can be a problem with pop music, which is that if something is for everybody and applies to and is accessible to everyone, yeah. it can be not that specific and not that deep. Not to say it's always like that. I don't, just, I don't want to, I don't want to go to the list quite yet on this, but like, um, there is somebody on the list who does make pop music, who talks about real specifics. And despite that, maybe not all of his songs, but despite that, um, 
he makes really popular songs uh and that's bruce springsteen like he he's got some great pop songs that are talking about specific places and they even cite like specific like street names and whatnot and and people fucking love it and i think it 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 does have um it does a lot of a lot of the songs of his have universal appeal he has other songs that are less specific but still have well i've never written about like how tosa time country song tosa time right is like which is on our list as well super popular there's some place i want to say in in uh in I want to say it's in East Africa. It's extremely popular, right? And right. and you think like, oh yeah, yeah. He's talking about Tulsa, Oklahoma. He like th- these people yeah. are not in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And you realize well, the whole point of the song is just feeling like you don't belong in the place where you are. So anybody who's moved east or west more than in one time zone might feel that, you know, might understand yeah. that feeling. So you think yeah. like that's a universal feeling, but it has a specificity in the in the words. But very quickly you realize that's not a barrier. You know, you something can be yeah. universal and be about a specific person. Everything is about a specific person. So yeah. I don't yeah. understand art or pop music, but I understand that. Okay. All right. So Ryan R, thank you for submitting this. Um uh, and, and I'm glad you did and it's it's important that we rank it because we have to rank everything on the list. Um I did in preparation for this, because I take it seriously, I had to listen to some of these fucking songs. And so I just want to talk shit about a few more of the songs that I was forced to listen to oh. uh, before we get into ranking. Oh, so, um, well, now I know. Now you're stacking the deck. Okay. Well, and then you could tell me, you could, you could, no, no, uh, no, no, cite no. some I'll ones that you, are great. So I listened you. to Dirt Road Anthem by Jason Aldean. Oh, yeah. Here's my notes. Okay. Fucking Jesus Christ. I'd never heard this before. Uh, when he starts rapping and I laughed out loud fucking the, the chorus is, sounds like it was written by an algorithm it's really fucking pandering his rap in it it's have, have you heard the song well no but I mean like have you heard the song where Madonna's rapping no I know the song dude exactly I, I, it's like that or, or fucking <laughs> rapping Rodney from Rodney Dangerfield's uh, dude it, I, rapping Rodney's in my notes it reminds me well actually that's for a later song <laughs> the quality of his rap is equivalent at best to maybe P Diddy who as we all know should stick to producing yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, there's no way to fucking not enjoy this song or to enjoy this song non-ironically um, I've, I'm happy that I managed to avoid hearing it for as long as I did and after listening to it, now I understand why our country's gone to hell. Oh, the uh, if there are fucking out, millions man. of people that will genuinely like this kind of stuff, man. if that many people have that level of fucking lack of taste, then you know someone like Donald Trump can be elected president. Someone, shit, um, somebody call Kurt it, Russell because like, it's a backdraft. Yeah, man, I'm finally accepting you're, you're that the everybody wounds of the blast. nation can never be healed. Enjoying the song <laughs> is fucking irredeemable, and but I still hate that other one more. The um. Oh, the, so so your least favorite songs my, my kind are of night. my kind of night and and dirt road anthem right yeah and you I think dirt road anthem to... is an example of this is a, this is what's tearing our country apart this is what's giving giving sucker and support to uh, alt right it's it's radicalizing people into alt right ideology uh, it's uh, it's I, I don't know if it's like melting brains or what because uh, it's white nothing, there's nothing about the song turning them into white it, nationalists no it just it just it doesn't turn people into it it just makes me realize that opioids like, if this can be made and if people love it then there really is something rotten at the core of our country. And and not that this even, has, not that the song even says anything about, you know, any of uh, alt-right stuff or whatever, you know, about any political... You think it primes the pump. It, it just, it, it, no, it, no, it just brains. demonstrates to, to me that some part of the population of our country is, and can be seen for some reason or another as completely irredeemable um, because... Whether or not they, whether or not that overlaps with the people who are like politically different than what I am, uh-huh. I now see that there's a, yeah, a good portion of our country who um, are, uh, but like, but like, d- despicable in their taste. But Jake, <laughs> like, like, like pornography have no exists. Excuse. You know what I'm saying? What's like, that? like pornography Monogamy exists, right? Like, right. Uh, uh, what about like 
um, those you know those dramas on uh, on nighttime television where it's like a, a murder every night and like they, they yeah. solve the murder and there's a brutal murder and it's like yeah it's entertainment and you're like you know uh, it used to but be this, in the nineties a common genre of movie is just serial killer like serial killer is a, is that's, a, that's, that's your own, that's its own cool, shelf yeah. right that's fine that's murder is entertainment you're watching death for fun yeah but at least like um. It's not this. You got to listen to this song before you. <laughs> I've through. heard this song. I know this song. I told you. I listen to Froggy 92.9. I'm just driving around in my car because there's a problem where like it, it like when like the Bluetooth doesn't work on the, my car and I just swear yeah, at it and okay. I get mad. And so I just listen to the radio instead. And then and then I curse under my breath at the radio. It's. I also listen to speaking of rapping Rodney. I listen to Boys Around Here by Blake Shelton. That dude should not be fucking rapping. He sounds like rapping Rodney or like when Betty White raps in Wedding Singer. I don't know why anybody told him. Yeah, fucking put rap in your song and you dude you should be rapping and he does it and people fucking love it it's it's insane to me okay so what any other songs that you listen to that you had is were there any that you like nothing that i have like any crazy takes on um the most recent one i listened to which i don't even know if this counts as bro country but somebody had mentioned maybe a friend of ours or maybe i saw it somewhere was this song new truck by dylan scott it mentions trucks oh so yeah it's, 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 it's about truck uh, the title. He, he he's got to get a new truck because he can't drive his truck because he misses his girlfriend that he used to drive yeah. around in the truck have you did, did you watch a video for it I have not seen the video, but I've okay. heard this song. I watched a video, and my big takeaway from it is I was – so it starts with him loading the truck up with belongings. Uh, it's like before the song starts, and he's talking to his friend while he's loading his truck up. Um, Do they and, show what kind of phone he has for product placement? No, but um, like I was really disappointed that Dylan Scott and his buddy didn't start making out right away. <laughs> um, it really had a vibe like they were, they were going to. I was just Everything set me up for thinking they are going to start making out, and they didn't. Yeah, okay. Um, that's all I can say about it. Um, I know you like Hank Sr., who's high on our list. I mean, yeah. Uh, I, and, and like, and so I like Hank Sr. He's got some songs in it that have some thematically similar and, themes. And, and if just, there are some like, real country songs, that's fine. I think the problem with it is if this subgenre dominates the form so that anybody, yeah. a casual fan turning on the radio to hear some country music, they only hear the same three subjects over and over. The same, So it's almost like they're hearing the same three songs. Yeah. If it's not yeah. omnipresent, it's not much of a problem. Like if every movie was a medical drama, right? You go to the movie, same with superheroes on uh, in movies, right? Yeah. If it, all you, they had were medical dramas, you're like, this one's about the doctor trying to do the transplant. Oh, shit. There's another movie about two doctors trying to do two transplants at the same time. Yeah. Oh, there's another doctor. He's doing a transplant underwater. At a certain point... If that's all there is, it chokes out other ideas or other stories. And the same thing yeah. with, you know, now with superheroes and the, and the people complain about it. Yeah. If there, if there's some of the songs are broke country, the only problem with the genre is that it's a victim of its own success and it's easy to imitate. So, uh, no, no, there's lots of other problems with the genre. Okay. Um, it sounds like shit. It's fucking pandering. You think the panda bear was the one actually yeah, working the, panda the knobs, bear, turning the knob up? It's, I think it like doesn't respect its audience. Wait, how, how um, much do we pander now, to our audience? Because we flatter them and we tell them how they're good looking and stuff all the time. So, Oh, don't well, we yeah, but they can tell that we're lying. They see the wink. Like, I'm giving them the, can you believe this shit wink? They're smart enough and clever enough to know that yeah. we're full of shit. And so it's yeah. okay. Just barely, though. Okay. Um, I think that, like, here's stuff that, here's gotta, stuff that I think is adjacent to Bro Country that I like. There's a weird sound outside. No, it's inside. There's like a, a woman singing on the street. Anyways, Shania Twain. Uh-huh. Because... She's a pop crossover, oh, like yeah. production-wise, not what she's talking about, but the yeah, way yeah. the music sounds. It's, I mean, it's really similar. Any but sort a, of country a woman, that is like, and, and it's like bro country. I feel like the the one main thing is that it's a man. It's it's. What is this sound? The sound is in your heart, Jake. It's your heart singing to you. Somebody's playing. 
It's your, it's your like soul telling you, outside. Don't, don't disparage this, art, this form of art. People put work into this. The other thing about Bro Country is not just the things it talks about and not just that it's crossing over, but it, it makes such an effort to cross over um, and mainly in bringing in like hip hop stuff. Uh, which I think that like, if it came from the other direction, I wouldn't hate it as much, but like Steve Earl, who is uh, famously from the wire, he's a country artist, oh, yeah, uh, but, yeah, yeah. like an all country art- artist. Um, he said that they're just doing hip hop for people who are afraid of black people. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I like the new Kendrick Lamar record. So I'll just listen to that, you know? And that's, I think that might be what offends me the most about it is sort of the effort to, to the crossover effort that brings to in make the hip hop or, or in a sense, like they're trying to do that, but for a. A, a presumed white audience or like trying to make an equivalent of that. Yeah. People have said that yeah. about country music, that it is sort yeah. of it's hip hop or rap music for, I mean, rap for white. I mean, well, there's, there's comparisons to it. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. Um, Bubba Sparks, I like, but that's more coming from a, it's I like understand. more coming it's, from a hip hop direction. Yeah, I understand that's different. Um, and and it's, it's a different thing that they're going for. I think run DMC's walk this way is really similar. Yeah, I'm um, not into that. Like, uh, <laughs> so, you know. and maybe the way that rubs you wrong. Uh, yeah, I, I get it, reason, man. I understand. You don't, you don't like it when there's, uh, you don't like it when chocolate and peanut butter are mixed together. You don't like it. I when, do a lot of times. You do it right, but, but it's it's these guys do it wrong for in some way that fucking really grates with me. I just um, think that's it's the because problem. if the genre is defined as doing it wrong, then every example you you find is I'm yeah. doing it wrong. And the ones where they do it right, you think, oh, this is not that. Right. Well, I knew I hated this stuff before I heard the term "bro country." Before it before it was a genre. Do you grit your teeth? You heard it on the radio, and you turn off it, and you say, "Turn that stuff yeah. off." Yeah, yeah. And exactly. you flip over to NPR, yeah. and you listen to there's other them similar talking like there's about pop, like th- there's pop that I came around to, like Kesha, for example. I first heard it, and I was like, "This is ridiculous. I don't yeah. like it." Oh, this and is the then, end like, of the world. A week later, yeah, I love it. What's that? When you first heard Kesha, you like this is the worst thing. I've this is the end of the world. Why is it yeah. like why why don't we just when is the sun gonna go nova and kill us all? Hopefully soon. Yeah. You check your watch, but now you hear it. You're like, oh god, I hope I could hear that Kesha song again. One more, just one more yeah. time before the sun exactly. explodes. Um, yeah. Here's one thing you compare it to. Uh, this is a really good comparison. I, I don't know where I saw this. I saw it online. Someone compared it to the Beach Boys because mm-hmm. the Beach Boys sing a lot about just like yeah. hanging out. Yeah. A lot of their songs are just like, let's go to the place where we like to hang out, the beach. But it, but it sounds really good. So and there's yeah. girls in bikini. Yeah, but it yeah. sounds really good. You know. So it's like. Yeah, I mean, uh, you could make an incredible work of art that's about driving around in a truck, um, taking a girl from who's from the city out to showing her how you live out in the country, showing, yeah. you know, like, uh, and seeing the star, how you can see the stars, they look brighter at, at night, especially reflected off of the old lake at the swimming hole. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get it. There's man. another very important thing is that I spent my teenage years living in the country. Like, you lived that I, country lifestyle. So they're describing I, I did it. This you shit. lived it. Yeah, the shit that they're describing, like they, it, I should, by all rights, maybe it's too close to me, but I should be able to relate to it's it. It's the narcissism know? of sh- small differences. They're talking, about, maybe, they're, yeah. they're talking about the clay and you're like, no, no, it's dry dirt. Or I'm maybe it's because I can, I can see how pandering it is because of my perspective, oh, I suppose, you or something have, like that, you know? I get it. You're close enough that you under, you see the, the, the cracks. Maybe, yeah. yeah. And uh, another thing I would say is that this stuff is obviously written for like 21 to 25 year old dudes who are drunk in a bar or drinking or drunk somewhere. And yeah. if I might enjoy it, if I was, if I was hearing it and I was 25 and in a bar and it was playing, um, but I would, there'd be a a big amount of irony there. Like me, me and my yeah. friends used to go to the bar when I was fucking 21, 22 and right away put on fucking smash mouth in the jukebox and play it loud and sing along. We didn't think the song was any good. We kind of did it to like, Annoy people, draw attention to ourselves, and maybe like to chase off the sour pusses in, in the bar. Sour pusses, they got to get chased uh, off. But it's ironic, you know. <laughs> yeah. So maybe hey, I would do the same thing with. But this, you can, like uh, I said, you can't enjoy something ironically. I don't think it's impo- no. impossible. 
for long. No, you can, exactly, which you is can why I don't it, enjoy yeah. this shit. You, and, and now you can see like, oh, I wish I could hear that Smash Mouth again. I want to hear that song. I love it. I want to know about this. Uh, and that, I think that's All-Star. part of the problem with, the, with this with this music is it, it draws people in to enjoy it ironically. Oh, yeah. And this is a weird thing to say. Maybe it's not a weird thing to say, but I think there's a lot of that fucking, whether or not people will admit it, a lot of that type of attitude or fascination um, with a, a big bit of irony in it um, elected Donald Trump president. Oh, uh, I knew you were going there. I was like, when is he going to square the circle? Well, when's when he going to complete it? it? When's he going to, when's he going to finish this? I, 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 he's got to land it, land the plane. You, and he landed the plane. Okay. Do so you disagree. So I don't know, man, I think it's a long, it's a stretch. I think it's a long stretch. I, I okay. kind of think, Okay, in a world where I just think people are giving giving up on I think, I think these are co symptoms. I think these are co symptoms. I think the popularity of real country taking things seriously. No, it's like and it, no, dude. I I think it's okay. like I think what you what you see is you're probably right. They are co symptoms. I think yeah, they're co symptoms. It's like correlation doesn't mean causation. So it's like yes, broke in a world where broke country was less popular. Probably Donald Trump wouldn't have been elected, but that's just because it doesn't mean that the bro, popularity of bro country is swinging in or ironic appreciation of bro country. I don't think it's like, look, you 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 asked me my list of a lot, the hundred a lot biggest of, a lot problems of people, in the world. Wait, yeah. where would you put ironic appreciation of bro country uh, on that list? Would it be in the top five problems in the world? You know, this is including like you know what's going on in Ukraine and what's going on. There's a there's a, a stressful right. situation in Taiwan right now. You know, like. We're talking about the world. Like, you think ironic appreciation of bro country is what's swinging the balance so that Donald Trump is getting elected? Come on, man. No, but you're right. I think they're co-symptoms. Okay. Okay. But <laughs> I, okay, I understand. But I think if we guarded against that sort of attitude, I, it's a stretch. I, I gotta say, it's a okay. bit of a stretch. But but <laughs> it's right. like I respect it. I respect it. You you know you know. You, like okay. I'm not gonna tell you that you're wrong to feel that way. Like you uh, how you feel is how you feel. Okay. Let's, let's talk, put it on the list. Okay. Let's I'm gonna let you list. start because are I, there other I, genres? I don't no. think they're musical genres. Um, let's see. Okay, insane so, clown posse, right? Number yeah. seventy-four. Now it's particular; it's one act, but there's yeah. kind of a genre around insane clown posse type. There stuff is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, horror horror would be like the yeah. most, and they, they, with them as the central, you know. So, yeah. although Bone Thugs and Harmony, I you know was a big proponent. Yeah, of yeah, true. Um, uh, so, insane clown posse, their, their music, their musical output itself, mm-hmm. I probably don't. I probably hate it. I do know that I like that I probably hate it less. I'm that, that is to say, I like it more. But a more positive effect like on the world, country. probably. But I don't like it. I mean, but I don't like it that much. Like yeah. if I listen to the song, I would enjoy listening to their song. Okay, I got necessarily I got, much more than many other other things. Bon Jovi. I, okay, you now we got Bon Jovi, Jovi number one hundred eight. So now yeah. Bon Jovi is kind of is they're kind of Similar, like a Springsteen, yeah. a bro rock and roll version yeah. Yeah, of, yeah, totally. of Springsteen. Right, totally. So they're they're pandering. Um, they're pandering. To a they they got that uh, beautiful hair, so that you know that yeah, I get it. Yeah, they they do talk some. I can't think. I mean, they definitely have some songs that are just just kind of about what we do on Saturday night, and probably you know are objectifying to women. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And their videos are are definitely similar to Bro Country videos in terms of like where you, what you might be see women wearing. They do have, and I'm sure a lot of these Bro Country artists also have songs that like don't fall into that category um, sure they have bon song about definitely like, has a lot more what's their equivalent of like i want to say it's a living on a prayer but they must have a ballad that's about uh, uh well I, um, or it's about prayer, vietnam vets or something well they're walking mm, on a thin line they must have something like that mm, right I, I can't think of anything not maybe not that's a big hit but there is also um uh john bon jovi's more serious like uh oh yeah blaze of glory yeah i get it i um, get it 
Okay. And those songs, I, okay, I think what? that, I mean, they definitely deserve, because, just because of certain songs of theirs, they deserve to be above the genre of bro country. I, Scatting is better than bro country. Yeah. Um, what um, about saxophone and rock music? Scatting's at 116. Yeah. Saxophone and rock music, where's that at? Yeah. What if there was scatting where, in the where's, bro where's, country? Where's, if a guy just came in and started scatting? Um, I'm surprised that hasn't happened. <laughs> I mean. Because <laughs> like, uh, the song I think of is, there's a song called Beer With My Friends. And it's basically yeah. just a song about wanting to drink beer with your friends. And I heard it. I'm like, you know what? I like this song. Maybe I listened to it during COVID. And so yeah. I thought like, uh, but it's like, it's a very simple song. It's not really saying much. It's not making you, yeah. it doesn't make you go vote for Trump, you know, but things yeah. don't need to say anything. Like that's, that's okay. Like things can say nothing. A yeah, lot of you know, say um, nothing. there's a, there's a, there's a song that I think is a better version that's saying the same thing, uh-huh. that, but it's not bro country, but is adjacent mm-hmm. uh, by Branches and Big Wet called Just Beer. The song is just called Beer. Mm-hmm. Um, that's great. I, I mean, I listened to Turn Up Turn Up on the Weekend, which I think is a bit of like sort of yeah. maybe a spoof of bro country. It's great. I love it. It's but a it good song. Comes, yeah. Yeah, it is. And it's it's like uh, like uh, somebody our, our parents' age might not be able to tell the difference between the two, but it's they're distinct. You know, they're, they're, yeah. it's it's not bro country. It's it, more it, of a comment on bro country. And it comes from more of a – the production is more sort of straight-up hip-hop. Uh, and it's just got that that wink or whatever, that little like – Yeah, it's basically a hip-hop song with country lyrics – but with, yeah. with like with country signifiers in it, but it's like it works, it, and it, it's it's a rad song. Yeah, I understand. The reason it's not bro country is because you like it. I would say that's my argument against that. You're saying, um, th- but no, you have to admit there's, there's a little bit specific to it. things that you can see. It's not from Nashville. I get it. That you and know, not, not only is it not from Nashville, but there's production aspects of it. Um, the way the music sounds, I get even it. though it is yeah. hip hop inspired, is I get not it. You listen to it and you know there's it's it's coming from a different milieu. It's coming from a different world. Okay, so I want to take a different tactic than you. Maybe this will speed things up a little bit. Okay. I'm not sure. Rather than going from the top of the list, I want to start looking at the bottom of the list. Okay, um, toward, like the lat. The, so at 266, uh, the the song that is lowest ranked on the the uh, list is uh, American Pie by Don McLean. Oh, it's too, it's too long. I don't. I'm not into it. Yeah, it's full of signifiers. Yeah. Oh, it kind of is a broke country. I mean, that's not a broke country song, I would say. It's, it's about something else, but it's about so, something I don't want to hear about any longer. Would you turn this off before you turn off uh, broke country music? Uh, yes, because the okay. broke country song might be one I haven't heard before, and it might have an interesting angle on a new kind of truck, a new kind of outfit for the girl to be wearing, or there might be something you fresh might, in the song. You, yeah, you, you might want to like... I'm not going to hear anything Anderson's new in American Pie. Like, I'm not going to... It's yeah. not going to be like in the second verse, they change it up. So that, so that, uh, yeah, if, if, if a Bopper, broke country song that, yeah. that you haven't ever heard comes on, you at least want to uh, hear it to confirm that it has something that you hate yeah. in it. Now, here's a song. Like here's a song which I think is too low, but do you know the way to San Jose? Yeah. Yeah. Great song. That's great at song. number 249. Yeah. Um, now it's, it's a short it's song. It's an okay song. It's like a two minute, yeah. 30 second long produced uh, smash hit, right? Yeah. You listen yeah. to that song, but at the time you even realize that you're listening to the song, the song's over, right? Right. And, that's a good song, but the, here's the problem. It's somehow below Aerosmith, which is like I have a like a zero tolerance policy for Aerosmith. I won't listen to Aerosmith, yeah. and I'll turn it off. I every feel like time. Aerosmith is is the best compared. The way you feel about Aerosmith in mm-hmm. general, which is ranked at 243, is the way I feel about Bro Country. Now the other thing um, is Garfield is something which I don't personally like, but I kind of enjoy that Garfield exists. I enjoy living in a world that where there is a Garfield and an Odie. This is the cat. Yeah. Garfield is number 242. Aerosmith is number 243. What if we put Bro Country? In between those two things, so mm, nah, because I, I can't do it. Why? Uh, because I like 
I will never um, listen to Aerosmith. I will if, if Aerosmith is on the radio, I turn it off. That's my stated policy. Yeah, that's that's my stated policy with Bro Country. But Bro Country is um, like Aerosmith is never gonna make a new song where I, or there's like a, like an Aerosmith song I never heard of again, and now and now it's on the radio and and they 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 play it. And I, I would never. As soon as I realize what it is, I'm like, I don't need to hear this shit. This is awful. Sure, yeah, that's Bro Country to me. But the thing about Aerosmith is that they gave Run DMC a big leg up by letting them record that song, made mm. a lot of money for them. And BC Boy sort of springboarded off of uh, Run DMC success with Walk This Way mm-hmm. um, and moved. You think it um, opened up uh, lots of opportunities a crossover for crossover audience for, for yeah. rap artists and that that was yeah. a crucial thing in our cultural history so that the impact yeah. of Aerosmith is actually po- much more positive than Bro Country is what you're saying. So although yeah. the music judged on its own merits, you may like or you, you can like or dislike, you think it should go higher. Well, you know what? I can't and, argue and I with think, that. I think, I think, I, I think that's, should go- I think that's yeah. 100% right. And I think, uh, I, although I don't like it, putting it above anything, I, I have okay. to accept that. So let's put it below Aerosmith, but I think we should also put it below Bandits of Fashion as fashion because those um, both things um, they're are Nelly uh, adjacent. Ne- they're Nelly adjacent. Yeah. Well, but what I about the man bun? What's so bad about the man bun hair- hairstyle? And what's so bad about gas powered leaf blowers? Well, those really bother people. Um, Not me. And and they're gas powered, uh, so they should be powered man- by well, something else. Well, man buns else. aren't gas powered. You're right. I think man buns could should totally be above uh, bro country and, and music. The gas they, and they're both they both involve these are small um, business owners just trying to make a yeah. living, trying to do some yard work. I never, I'm not out there yeah. doing yard work. I can't tell them well, they got to use electric ones. They are something that I don't like to hear. Both of them are. Would you like to hear? Okay, how about this? Um, Cinderella. Hey, dude, if you if you keep going down, I'm happy. I'm happy to keep going yeah, down. Yeah, I, I want to go down okay, further. Then, fine. if I can't put them above Aerosmith, then I want to put them further down. So okay, the Watchmen you tell movie. Me. Watchmen movie has a few scenes that I liked in it. I thought they were well yeah. done. You know, there's Blow some towards the very beginning jump, of it. The first jump down five to minutes. fucking Howard the Duck at 268. Watchmen, Watchmen's at fucking 250, 268. Howard the Duck movie. I want to put it above American movie. Pie because American Pie is too long. All right, and, and I want to well, put it. I want to put it below the Last Starfighter, which I quite enjoyed. So this would be. Let's put it below Chris Gaines too. Chris Gaines is country adjacent. Uh, some sort of like weird. Yeah, but I, fucking, I don't. I couldn't get any joy out of a Chris Gaines at, at all. Let's put it right there. Uh, Bro Country goes in at um, 263, moving mm-hmm. Chris Gaines to 264. Do we have um, time we, to we, do the third one? We've run really long, but I think it's okay because okay. Um, the, I'll explain that why I think it's okay to the uh, listener uh, when we're done ranking the next thing. So let's take a break first. We'll rank the next thing pretty All fast, right. I think, if that's yeah, okay yeah. with you. Okay. Okay. Now, now, real quick, I just want to say uh, as we come back, you know, I was proven right and so are you about the list. Um, I okay. looked at the list and the, I, I, I had a vision of the real list and I thought, oh, our yep. list is bad. We got everything wrong. Uh, we put we put uh, Britney Spears too high. It's, it's everything's everything's bad. I was having a panic attack. And then I had a vision of the actual list. We're right. Yeah. A hundred percent right. Yeah. Um, Good. I'm glad. Like, I, I'm glad. And it was like, uh, I, I'm just proud that we did it. I just I, I know that we're doing things right. We got everything 100 percent perfect. People write in if you well, if you disagree, but you're wrong. Yeah. And Jake and I are and, right. And so. also, there's but we we do have the um, if something turns out is not right, we do uh, we have figured out how to uh, at great cost, um, uh, occasionally um, correct the list. Uh, yeah, which is correcting the universe. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. Like hard, um, you know, it's like changing the anyways, world we live in. We also have to memorize our lines. You know, before we do sorry. each show, we memorize <laughs> everything we're going to say. Jake and I are running lines like up to about a minute before we start recording. It's like we're memorizing everything, yeah. including all the interruptions, all that. So it's not easy. Yeah. That's why we get paid so much. So I just like it's not easy is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. You know, you that's think- why it sounds totally natural um, when you read the intro, because um, you've 
read the intro so much before. Yeah, totally. Uh, anyways, uh, the next thing submitted yeah. by Dan R and Jason Marmer. Yes. Um, this is called this a is, double. Um, this is called killing two birds with one stone. You know, yeah. because two people re- wanted to know about this, what our thoughts were about yeah. this, and how. Where yeah, Jason Marmer, our, our frequent um, third mm-hmm. heat. He's not on this uh, episode, but um, he submitted this, uh, okay. and so did Dan R. So, right. anyways, it's Baby Yoda. So, now, Baby Yoda is a character in it. It's di- not a character. What? No, there's no character named Baby Yoda. Oh, okay. Baby Yoda is a baby that's a Yoda that's from the same race as Yoda. Yeah, it's an it's an idea. I think here's the yeah. thing: is it is it um, there's a character named Grogu who's yeah. in the. The Disney Plus. I think uh, that's what Star they Wars mean. Movies. That's what they mean. They mean I don't that think character. it is. Well, no, but I'm not sure they do. Because I think they because would they didn't Grogu. name the character right away. It was called Baby Yoda, and then later on they give its name. But we, I mean, we shouldn't. We can't rank Baby Yoda as Grogu. We have to rank it as an idea. No, no, it's it. Th- that's what they mean, man. Come on. They, they, no, I mean, there's there's no evidence of that. There's no proof of that. I think here's what I think we should do. I think we should rank it as an idea. We, we can't because we can't rank the character Grogu calling him Baby Yoda. Okay, so well, I haven't watched all this show because this is the okay. thing. These Disney Star Wars shows, uh, my son yeah. is watching them, and They're pretty good. And they look, but it looks like he was watching this one, and it, everything kind of looked like it was like I was, it was towards the end of an episode. Everything is kind of drab and muddy and kind of grayish, right? And so. I didn't like it. And then they, at the end, they show you the concept art that they were working from. And it's like bright, beautiful, <laughs> colorful. And I got mad. I'm like, why can't I watch this? Why can't I watch this bright, colorful thing? Why it's a collaborative I... thing, man. They get some I guys to make concept it. art and the other guy. And just because the set designers had a, and costume designers had a different idea. I don't think they had a different bad. idea. I think people don't want color. I want color. If I want to watch a movie that's set in outer space and it's about aliens doing bullshit to each other, I want it to be bright red, green, blue, yellow. Right, yeah. Sure. I want I want the fire to look orange. Like I want color for it. And, They're and, setting a mood, man. Yeah, but like everything. I don't want that mood. I want colorful <laughs> stuff. Like th- right, I'm we, very simple. We said we said we'd rush. We've got a lot. Oh, okay, time. okay. Listen. So, so here's, here's, what, here's what I propose. He's here's a, my proposition. Okay. Here's Yoda my proposition. is from Star Wars, right? Okay. He's yes. a, let me, he let talks me, like Miss Piggy. Baby Yoda doesn't talk at all. He doesn't talk like Miss Piggy. So that's a minus. Yeah, because Baby Yoda doesn't exist. The only thing that, I mean, we don't know how we don't know how Baby Yoda talks because we've never seen Yoda's. We don't know anything about his youth. Oh, Jake, um, I, what you're doing? I, I, we can't do this, man. We got it. That's not what. Let me they just want. listen to me. Let me propose this. Let me just. Do I have to listen really to you quick. though? Yes, I propose that we rank Baby Yoda as an idea. Right. The idea is it can be sort of vague, but it, it's not specifically this character to Grogu. It revolves around the the idea concept of, there of being, a baby. There being the concept of a Yoda that's a baby. So. Um, no, Jake. Um, the reason of, somebody of taking would... a character and infantilizing it, like Muppet Babies, like Muppet Babies, like Baby Groot, like X Babies, like, yeah. like Santa Baby, but for the song that's about Santa, but he's a, that's a baby. Not San- that's not what Santa Baby is about. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> so, ah, I'm so, thinking about it. How ridiculous. <laughs> okay, so Jake, so, here's my, so here's like my the issue. idea of the trope of taking a character and infantilizing it to make it cute okay. and marketable. Uh, also around that, um, baby shark, plumbing the depths of an intellectual property, yeah. like scraping the bottom of the barrel. Oh, that's what I, I like, was thinking about the same thing, dude. Because I was thinking so, about yeah. brand extension. So it's like to me, making a baby Yoda is like making um, oops all berries, you know? Yeah. Or like, okay, you know, back in the day, there was a magazine and it's People magazine. Yeah. And they're like, there was a segment of People Magazine. Oh, called, Baby People Magazine. It was called like just, you know, tabloid shots or whatever. Yeah. They spin off that section into its own magazine. It's like Oops All Berries is the same concept. It's like, what do people like? Baby shit. 
Oh, what characters do we have? Yeah, These yeah. ones. We're gonna make exactly. baby ones. But on sometimes you you do something good, like you know you saw that Spider Man cartoon, uh, yeah, Spider Verse, right? Where yeah, there's yeah. different versions of the character. You know, there's yeah, different yeah, elements. Yeah. Oh, what yeah, if- and, and some of that is is done. Some of, some of them they create to sort of make just it's a cheap mer- merchandising opportunity, like you know Spider Man, but a woman. Uh, although I don't think Spider Gwen. Yeah, is or it's that, also but- to maintain the trademark because if they don't yeah, do exactly. it, yeah, someone else can make a, something that's different enough. I get that. I understand. There's a lot of like IP maintenance that goes on, but yeah. But it's more of a brand extension. It's like, you know, when you go to, go to buy M&M's, you can buy M&M's, yeah. you can buy peanut M&M's, you can buy caramel M&M's, you can buy the whatever, the uh, a coconut M&M's, right? So yeah. Baby Yoda is that concept. It's like, how can we stretch this? How can we, without coming up with a new idea, like put a twist on an existing concept and that will entrance yeah. people? People like cute little baby shit and we have this little Miss Piggy Yoda. But the, so what, you're agreeing but, with me. That's right. That's, died. So, so yeah, I think we're but, settled. But also, like, let's, I think let's when recognize the say, concept and say that we're not ranking this character, the specific character of Grogu. Okay, because the let's, thing about this Grogu is, I do know that there was a, a solid, I don't know, year or so after this character was introduced, where it yeah. didn't have a name and people referred to it as Baby Yoda. The well, reason it, people are suggesting Baby Yoda to the show is they saw this Disney show, uh, The Mandalorian. It's called. They yeah. saw it and they asked it to be ranked, and then. A year later or something, they give the character a name. So the context changes. But like the thing is, they didn't know what they were talking about when they They uh, were talking about the character on the Baby show. Yoda. They were talking about the thing. They're talking but about the that they saw. They, but the they, character was with their own eyes. They weren't talking time. about the concept. They didn't know they didn't know that it wasn't actually Yoda as a baby. You, you it, couldn't it, be more like, wrong. Listen, I couldn't Which, be more right. No. Tell me that Grogu is Yoda but a child. I don't know, man. It's not. It's not Yoda as a baby. Yoda and Grogu exist simultaneously. He's a baby, but he's of a Yoda race of people. He's gonna grow up to be like Yoda, presumably. Not he's the, like Yoda, but he's Grogu. He's not. He's. It's. It's. Yoda isn't a race. I know, but people didn't know that when they talk about it. When, but but now oh we God, see the bigger dude. picture. Now we do know that. Oh, okay, okay. We've traveled into the fucking. We're in the future. Uh, so we're in the we, future. Yeah. So exactly. we know things that the people didn't know at the time. Exactly. They asked for this. So I, it's, it's, it's simple. Like, All right. Grogu okay, is okay. I think that this has to go somewhere the along the lines of so, the double stuff, Oreo. Yeah. It's like you're doubling down on some shit. You're saying, like, what do people like? Cookies. What's the favorite part of the cookie? The creamy part. Let's yeah. give them more stuff. So Baby Yoda is like, what do people like about Yoda? Well, he's cute, but kind of gross. He has hair all over him. Um, and he talks <laughs> like Miss Piggy, and he moves like Miss yeah. Piggy. And he, and if, if you've ever seen him up, it's... It's impossible for you not to think about Miss Piggy yeah. when you watch him. And then you realize it would have been better if Miss Piggy had been in The Empire Strikes Back. Like if it was just <laughs> yeah. if it was just straight up Miss Piggy, it would have been rad and it would have actually worked fine. And it would it would be just as it wouldn't be any like it would it would be cool. Um, um, double Stuff Oreos are down at 285. And, yeah. and we could like we could we could rank it that low. But just this the thing is, is separating it the, the character the the concept from the actual character of Grogu will allow us if you, say you did watch all of it and you decided you liked the character Grogu oh, more, okay. it will allow yeah. us to rank Grogu separately. I watched some of them, um, but it's but I don't it's think it's Yeah. I don't think it should be quite as low. No, because they make is, me they repost me. And and like the concept I think also includes um ex babies and baby Groot. And those characters are kind of fun. Like I have to admit that I like I like baby girl. I don't like I don't like Muppet babies that much. Do you okay like, like baby you know, bro country? No, I don't like baby bro. What country about at all. baby Hulk Hogan? And he's like he's bald like Hulk Hogan. Um, I like him kind. Is he racist? No, because he's a baby, so he hasn't absorbed racist ideas from his. Uh, okay, his... Mm, I like him way more. Yeah. Okay, here's an example. Number two hundred sixty-five is Reese's Ultimate Peanut Butter Lover's Cup. Now, if you remember, this is a peanut butter lover's cup which does no chocolate. It's a candy which is peanut butter flavored. Candy it's not good with peanut butter inside of it. 
So it's yeah. all it's a Oops All Berries type thing, yeah. which I think Baby Yoda is too. It's like, what if we took what if we turn the dial all the way up? The panda dial, which is I, I yeah. we've already established that you don't like that the the panda bear, right? So like yeah. I think we're somewhere around there. Like it has to be pretty low as a concept. Well, it it does I think I think it does have to be pretty low. I don't think that low because like I said, the the concept produces things like Baby Groot, and I think Baby Groot is fun. Okay. Even though it's like really clear that it's like a a merchandising and marketing that's fine a lot of things are merchandise and marketing and i like the x babies they're they're kind of they're pretty stupid but i mean have some meta commentary to them because the x babies it's like louise simonson is like she's trying to write this comic and they're telling her like hey we need more cute little babies because that's how you sell that's how you're gonna sell the books yeah you know there's some meta textuality or there's some there's some commentary in there right so uh let's say seedless watermelon number 214 seedless watermelon is like a product that's trying to like trying to iron out the kinks like people yeah, love exactly. watermelon, but you know what they don't like? The seeds. People love Yoda, but you know what they don't like? That he's not a baby. So Peanut butter ice cream is kind of this too. It's kind of like taking ice cream, but like trying to make it something. Yeah. Taking something people like, but trying to add something or, or turn it in a way. Now, I think if you some... were going to make variations of Yoda from Star Wars, what, how would you make it different? How, like what? what oh, are... you know what's it, it, another concept is old, like old man Logan. Like it's kind of like the opposite. You take something that's like oh. a regular aged and you make it old. Age it but up. That's kind of cooler in some ways. Well, anything where you're making a prequel or a sequel or something yeah. like that. Or, you know, you, you want to know what's this person like as a child. I think that, let's see. So I, I liked, I liked somewhere around seedless watermelons and peanut butter ice cream. Because it also includes the character of Grogu. It's not, but then I kind of like the character of Grogu or like, at least I'm like impartial about it. So I think somewhere more towards the middle than okay, the okay. end where we were looking at before is, uh, is good. So I would put it, I think, you know, the game trouble, I played the game trouble. It's okay. Yeah. It's not as good as sorry, but yeah, I, I think troubles not that great uh, but it does but kids like it just like yeah. baby yoda it's fun to play with four um, people it's more fun to play with four people than with two yeah yeah maybe above trouble maybe somewhere between peanut butter ice cream and trouble yeah so um we have radio edited music now i listened to our radio yeah. edit recently i forget what our song but i loved it it was just like they took out some cuss words in a in a funny way to me yeah it's similar um, the concept is that like it's real like, compton city g's you, or something you know you take something and turn it in and make it so you can sell it to children better let's put it below um Radio edits. All right, that sounds good to me. So, Baby Yoda, the idea, goes in at 227, moving belly button lint to 228. Baby Yoda. That's it. We ranked the three things. This is a very long episode, longest one ever. Um, well, we chop it down and we take out all the times when you disagree we're not with me chop it down and replace it with a clip of you saying you. you're right, Phil. I, I think it's just going to be a really long episode. Um, Are you okay editing this in your condition? I'm going to edit it, but I'm not going to edit it very much um, because... The truth is, I don't have a whole lot of time to dedicate to uh, things like editing the podcast down Yeah, we're going to move to a different um, schedule, closer to once a yeah, month than to once a week. Yeah, yeah. For, for the immediate future, listener, just so you know, um, we're not going to go back to our regular weekly schedule, uh, mainly because of my uh, touring schedule. I'm going to be touring a lot. Um, and so it's harder to have uh, very enough time to to do this and record as much um our plan is to put out at least an episode every month um maybe more if opportunity allows um once things settle down further down the line we could ramp up production again if i had all the time in the world uh we definitely put out an episode every week but um and speaking on behalf of the listener i could say that i understand okay good thank you <laughs> listener okay um, um i've just you know, close this out? thank you for listening to every damn thing we hope you enjoyed it so go to everydamthing.net for an updated list and show notes if you have something you'd like us to add to the list of everything or anything else to say to us at all email us at list at everydamthing.net find us on twitter instagram and facebook and you can suggest topics in those places also you can subscribe or follow wherever you listen our theme is by jade puget if you enjoyed the show please rate and review it on your platform of choice 
uh, send us a screenshot of your five-star review and we'll bump a submission of your choice to the front of the queue. Um, also, if you want to support the show, you, the best thing you can do is recommend it to uh, a baby, um, a Yoda, a bro, bro, or anybody in Little China. To Ali Ong, if you, you know, if you're a friend of his. Yeah. And? Um, and as always, uh, rank you for listening. And ranks for everything. Yes, of course. <laughs>